What is up, Chomp Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Chompcast Live. We know life is precious and your time is valuable. So thank you for making our show a part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, we give you those legendary life boons. You need to survive 2021. Although maybe 2021 is getting a little better because vaccines are rolling out. Um, don't forget to go to swordchomp.com where you can find all of our written reviews, merchandise links, Patreon links, podcasts, you name it. It's a magical world there. Well, that's probably an oversell, but you should check it out. Swordchomp.com. <sighs> all right. So I figured you guys would appreciate the intro this week. Um, and thank you, so for everyone, thank you for everyone joining us live on Twitch as well. We love you. When I looked at the topic this week that we had planned, well, I should say Shay actually had planned it in the Trello months ago, and I didn't bother to really look at it until three days ago. Um, the, <laughs> the topic for this week read, should video games be more didactic? And so after you Googled that word, what did you do? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I had no idea what the fuck <laughs> oh. that word meant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the, I just kept saying it. Didactic. Didactic. And then you kept looking down at your dick and laughing. Yeah. That's a sort of penis that snakes have. Which was fun because it was nice. It, you know, you just kept looking down at your dick and laughing, and it was nice to put yourself in your wife's shoes. Look, dad dick <laughs> was one of those jokes, and I never got it. I became a dad and did not get the dad dick. So I, I think only Josh off. got that. Yeah. <laughs> No comment. Um, yeah, so I kind of was like, man, how, we're going to take this. And then as I was saying, <laughs> I love just watching Shay. Just yeah, as our viewer, you can just watch Shay's face during the intros, and you'll have a good time. Um, <laughs> you might have a great uh, time. Yeah, I was like, didactic, didactic. And then it actually made me think of something. Sounds a lot like the villain from Rich's favorite Halo game. Halo 4! You remember that villain, Rich? No. Halo 4. It's an old dad dick in Halo 4. No, <laughs> Master Chief took off the Molzenar. How do you say that? Molzenar? Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Mjolnir? How have... Oh my god. How the fuck do you not know Mjolnir? <laughs> Mjolnir? Mjolnir. It's Thor's hammer. hammer. I just thought it was like an abbreviation or something. So. No. I mean, I know it's from mythology. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Good god. You guys are so easy now. But uh, it's, it's I'm not drunk never, enough yet. You you never know. It could be real. It very well could be real with me. I can't blame you. Yeah. Um, it's not I've that hard to sell just... anymore, Morgan. Uh-huh. No. That's true. The villain was called the Didact. The Didact. You don't remember the Didact? What was, what was he there to teach us? Er, Didact. Game, that ha- even Halo games could be bad? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was wondering. Um, or as his work associates call him, Mr. Didact. Mission accomplished. Uh, <laughs> Um, until he takes his helmet off and he actually looks like he has one of those Tron helmets and he takes it off and he, he looks very ew. Call him Mr. Ew. He looks kind of like the toilet Tron monster helmets. from uh, X-Files. Yeah, the Promethe- the Prometheans were the enemy in Halo 4 and they had sort of a Tron Fox vibe Mulder? to them. You, so you mean like, yeah. like, like a wrestling helmet? Like ear protector? Yeah, he has a helmet. Of, I don't know what... I don't know if it like... I have to... Does the helmet... Does he push a button and it goes... Like an astronaut's helmet, or does he just lift it off? I don't remember. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember a damn thing about the villains in Halo Four. I remember that they weren't the Covenant, and then I stopped caring. Mm. <sighs> Typical Rich hates change. You know what, Rich? I still love you. And, I mean, uh, I'll tell you. Th- 
That's giving a lot of credit the to the original bad guys, Rich. Shortgun. Look, I love the Covenant yeah. as much as the next guy, Rich. But I mean, we only, we only fought the Covenant for a hundred games. You know, it's not There's horrible. Or, to maybe try something. Uh, new. It seems a little. Uh... Try something new. Yeah. Or you Not know, try, some, try some something. Try something that I wasn't afraid of it. It's just like mm. I, you know. In fact, I went in with a very open mind, and I was like, "Wow, this is bad." Not as bad as Halo Five, which is much worse. Halo the, Four is playable. The, yeah, well, the, that's sort of the jokes. I don't think a lot of people remember the Didac as the villain from that game. That but I tell do you for some reason. For some reason, I do. And when I read the topic this week, I went on this long expose about the Didac and like learning about him and all this Halo Focus nonsense. About the Didac? He was married to someone called the Librarian, and I just like realized how insanely silly Halo lore is. Um, the Librarian, it's just, like it's from very the, silly, the considering they somehow have marriage. The concept of yeah, library. Yeah, I mean, on an well, they're Episcopalians. Mm. This this is a real sentence. Um, he was unwillingly forced back into another cryptum by his wife, the librarian, in hopes that meditation would amend his motives. I got Just that. Just chill from, out, honey. <laughs> I got that from the Halo wiki. Um, but in all seriousness, <laughs> yes. She didn't want him Google... to stop what he was doing. He, oh. She wanted him to be doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. The topic this week is: Should games be more didactic? And if you're like me and you don't know what that means, it means. Should games make us more of an effort to teach us or uh, impart moral lessons, if you will? And I think that should be a fun discussion. So hopefully you also are learning for the first time. We can all learn together. Um, and also, if you like this cool phone I'm holding, holding up here, find a link for our merchandise, torchchomp.com. This is a cool sword chomp phone cover that I'm very proud of. And I so rarely get to... Enjoy its beauty. Uh, Rich has been playing more Monster Hunter. He's very addicted because he sent me a voice message this week. And normally I don't hear from Rich that much unless it's just a dick pic or two. Um, but he sent me a message this week about Monster Hunter Rise. He's real excited about it. Um, of course, we played a couple other smaller games along with Outriders. Uh, As a tease for how Genesis Monster Hunter Chest I am, yes, I almost considered buying it for Morgan. Uh, Shay in the front row. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, quick question: you you mentioned in the aforementioned uh, intro that the only time yes. Sir Richard contacts you is when he sends you a dick pic. Now, is that a penis picture or is that a reference to how Richards can That's also call be called selfies. dick? Yeah. And he just sends you a selfie. That, I need clarification. That's what I call selfies. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's a great hmm. question. I mean, I would okay. like to leave a little mystery to thank our you. viewers. I mean, if you really want to know we could tell you but the an the answer um, is yeah that's what i call selfies the, the answer is the answer is it's it's like russian roulette i never know what it is until i open it up is it rich's smiling face or is it rich's smiling penis it's it's one of the two okay my penis never smiles them. it's very sad well <laughs> if uh, rich i'm sorry I almost, if you're i almost uh, got a dog guys your urethra <laughs> is working out to a half crescent you need to see a doctor no. It really would help <laughs> no, if they smiled, those disgusting penises. Mm. Such a gross-looking organ, aren't they? Just clean it, Morgan. Um, Christ. <clears throat> Don't tell me how to live my it's life. the same answer um, to all the, all the problems he has, happens to have. <laughs> Just wash your dick, Morgan. It, it literally solves 9 out of 10 of the problems he calls us loofah, with. Buy you gremlin. That's what my fortune cookie said. Just wash your dick, and your life will get better. Um, yeah, Genesis the best evidence and so far that those things are real. A bunch of great things to talk about. Uh, polls this week. We find out about Donkey punching Yoshi and whether 
um, or not the shitty resolution on the Nintendo Switch bothers you as much as it bothers me. Um, but yeah, it let's have say shitty it's gonna, resolution. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be an amazing show. Feelings will get hurt. Friends will be made. Attractions will be, will be broken. Attracted. Let's get to some intros. If you're just watching us for the first time, or even if you're not, the people you're staring at, I'm assuming I'm in the same place I always am, Rich. I'm General Mountain Time from Montana. I'm in the top left. Is that correct? You could look yeah. at our stream and find out. But... No, I can't do that. <laughs> no, he's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no right. I always forget that. He's it would still on probation. Me. Distract me. We're all in the same place as his last time. I don't know if that helps Okay, you. cool. I'm, I'm under you. Uh, Josh is next to Ooh, me. You're under me. <laughs> Shay well, is Rich... next to you. <laughs> Rich is joining me from New York, right under me. Rich, um, yeah. Now the chomp, I'm glad you're here, Rich. The Chompcast now with 20 percent more rich. It's like those uh, those candy bars that were like 20 percent more Milky Way. You ever seen those? There's, there's a dick vid right down here in the corner. Oh, oh. You never have too much rich in your life. Um, rich, you said you almost bought me Monster Hunter. Is that true? You almost bought it. I I considered it. I can't really afford to, to do that. Like I I almost bought it for you so you would play it with me. Mm. Oh, that's okay. Time is sensitive. Honestly, I I would probably love to play it if I didn't. I know you. I know it. you would. I know it's a. I know it's a financial thing, and I get it. <sighs> Got to make those hard decisions, man. Can't play everything, but I can. Glad, and glad I will. You're a fun, <laughs> glad you're having a fun time. He can. And he. Well, that's true. He. He and will. You play can't everything. stop him. This summer. This what? summer, coming to Rich's Switch, it's. Every game in 2021, his wallet may cry. <laughs> I was going to make a really <laughs> disgusting sexual joke, but I'm going to stop myself there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Had to yeah. do with well, your penis. I mean, that's that's the that's the gist of it, or the gist of it. Mm. Ew. That, at that point, I'd <laughs> see why, a doctor. That's yeah. why I stopped. I was really going to go into some detail. <laughs> I... I heard a really gr- gross joke today that it was like if your sex doll's nose is running that you need to clean it out. Do you get it? Cuz it's it's so full of stuff. His vision is based solely on movement. If it has a if your sex doll has a runny nose, you should you should wash it. Yeah. Usually when you sit down for that's gonna do it for this week. That's when you sit down for tea time. You don't want to actually pour anything into the dolls orifices. Uh, It cannot physically ingest that material. So um, save the tea for yourself when you sit down. Here's a thought. I gotta give you credit for going straight stone face on that. It's impressive. Here's a thought. If you have a sex, (laughs) if you have a doll that you're having sex with. Maybe just clean it a lot. Maybe don't wait for some sort of visual indicator that says I should clean this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing how unhygienic people are when you see their dirty There's not cars a fill in their line. homes. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, people's cars are always so gross, and they come in those way less. Often. I just can't mm-hmm. imagine the person who has like a fetish for like their sex doll being like, "Oh, honey, do you have allergies? Let me clean that up for you." <laughs> Your nose is running, dear. Oh my god! Oh, it's, it must I be the remake, pollen. Uh, um, I want, uh, I want to remake Lars and the Real Girl, but with Morgan. Oh. Yeah, I saw that. A it long won't time have a ago. touching ending. It'll just be creepy. Oh, is that have Ryan Gosling in it? 
Yeah, it's like before oh. Ryan Gosling was anybody. I can never, can never go. He's Lars. Ryan Gosling. Oh Anyways, gosh. thanks for being here, uh, Rich. Shay Layton joins us uh, from Japan. He is on the top right. Uh, Professor Layton. Um, if we, if the Chomcast has twenty percent more rich, the ladies of Japan could not handle twenty percent more of Shay Layton. Let me tell you, it's too much, <laughs> too much Shay to handle. Twenty <laughs> percent more. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Uh, this week was good. I had to go back to work, and yesterday, um, there's this funny little interaction that I figured you guys would enjoy. It's uh, very, very much different from what we were just talking about, so it's going to be a weird transition here, but um, I'm talking with one of the teachers as we're going up to his classroom, and he's teaching sixth grade this year, and we were walking to class, and I was like, hey, let's go to class, and he's like, now? And I was like, yeah, right now. And so we're walking, he's like, you want to go pee first? And I was like, yeah, I actually do have to go pee, and then like, I'm, I'm in the middle of going to the bathroom, I'm like, why did he want me to go to the bathroom? So I walk up there and then I see like three children peeking out of his classroom and he's just kind of standing there with his arms folded. And I'm like, ah, shit. Like it's right at the end of the hall. So I feel like I'm like slowly marching towards my death. I have no idea what's going to happen. And there's this little bookshelf right next to his uh, door. Like there, there are these six giant wooden doors. It's a very open classroom. And there's this big bookshelf right next to it. And as I walk by it, I'm not looking down. I'm looking straight at him like, what the hell's going on? And all of a sudden, I just get all this confetti thrown at me. It just blasts me in the face. And then these children just start clapping. And they're like, yeah, Shay's back. And like they just start throwing, like all these students start throwing this confetti at me. And I was like, this is one of the greatest moments of my life. I've never had anybody throw confetti at me and happy to see me. And it was really nice. And then they just continued to throw confetti at me for like three minutes. And I was like, now this is starting to get really uncomfortable because I'm just standing there and they just keep blasting me in the face over and over and over again with confetti. (laughs) They didn't know when to stop. They just kept throwing it. Yeah. One of them yelled, stay the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) Get your asses in your seat. It's time for some English. No, it was great. Man drowns in confetti. Sad story. I've never had that moment in my life. It was good. I, you know, it made me realize that if everybody in their life for one moment walked into work and a bunch of people just threw confetti at them, that their disposition would probably be exponentially better. I think. Mm, you know, Shay, that's my theory. It's like Tommy Wiseau said. <laughs> if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. <laughs> Gas station mm-hmm. philosophy 101. There you go, baby. Hey, we're bringing it back 2021. Cheers, bro. I'll drink to that. Um, thank you for that story, Shay. And on that note, as far as improving disposition, let's try it out. Let's all metaphorically throw our confetti for Josh to bring him in today. Okay, guys, on the count of three, Joshua Fowler joins us from Michigan. Let's all take throw a phone our call. confetti at him. One, two, three. No, I can talk. It's just an intro for Josh. <laughs> what, what, are, what are the magic hands? Are you? Was it? Oh, who's doing magic hands? You were. Was it? Was that you throwing? Isn't that jazz oh. fingers or something? Jazz. That's oh, no, jazz, 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 jazz hands. Jazz. 
I don't, I don't get. So what's the origin of jazz? Here? That's a gift. That, gift that. Cut it. You weren't you weren't supposed it's to clap at a jazz, jazz okay, show. So in, you have um, to go like this. In in in, in, in nineteen in the nineteen twenties, jazz, much like clowns and alcohol, was illegal. So when people would get excited oh. about jazz, they couldn't clap because otherwise the police would hear. So they'd have to do jazz hands. Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't want them finding your speakeasy. What an interesting place. Also, they couldn't really play the music. They would just have to mime it because, again, mm-hmm. otherwise they'd just talk. <laughs> That's why it was jazz. It's about the notes they didn't play. If they, if they only knew the, <laughs> the way the, the music would... That's why jazz got so popular. We had no idea what it sounded like. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. People would just like instead of actually playing their instruments, they do it with their mouth. They'd be like, <laughs> and be like, "Oh my god, that's so amazing!" <laughs> Keep the no- the decibels down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope you learned something today. I did. I did actually. So you could the say only the they stream, knew all the terrible music that we'd have today. The stream is didactic. Was didactic. Yeah. Yeah, Let's it was home, oddly enough. Yeah, we were. We we did what we set you. out to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a wrap. I think accomplished. Show, boom. Ten minutes. Let's, play Let's get those. Hunter. Let's get those hot Twitch numbers and get out of here. Um, <laughs> those hot Twitch yeah, numbers. So it, it's, let's That's see, right. see what happens. Popping into your stream. Hot. <laughs> Morgan and the Spunk. You know, when you mm. say hot pop, when you, you mm. say hot pop and stream or what, I don't know, it just mm. sounds uncomfortable. I don't want to hear any hot streams. Mm. Now that we do the show um, live, I really I'll, think we should steer into the shock jock thing. Mm. I actually thought about this the other day, Shay. You're one of the only people I know that no matter what, you always, when you're describing jizz, you always say piping hot jizz. It's one of those interesting things. I don't know why. It's just, when I, I've known you my whole life, and when you talk about jizz, you say piping hot jizz. It's just interesting. I don't, I don't remember the last time I've talked about semen, but you know what? Just for you, piping hot jizz, 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 jizz. Morgan and the spunk in the morning. Would you be disappointed if my jizz was Sorry, that's our shock jock ad. Can we do a shock jock ad for the show and give it to other podcasts to to put like where we totally serious pretend seriously pretend that's what the show is like? <laughs> Just yeah. Come on in to our all new Twitch stream where we talk about lukewarm jizz. See, lukewarm just doesn't have the What's same. Do we do that one radio it. show with like 60? Get get yeah. comfortable. It's probably the reality though, is it's probably lukewarm. Um, I don't know if Jizz has ever been piping hot. I hate to disappoint you. I don't know if that's a thing. So. <laughs> Josh's face has just been slowly oh, dude, devolving to why the fuck am Blown I here you. this week? And I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for yeah, it. I don't shatter your First whole he was world, like, what the fuck? Jizz and then he's like, I'm really hot. here, aren't I? Um, and, he's like, and then it's like, why am I still here? That's been the evolution of his face the past 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just had piping hot in my brain because I had piping hot syrup on waffles. Now, uh, the topic of the show this week is, of course, should video games be more didactic? And I'll just kick this I'll just kick this bitch off right now. No. Video games should not be more didactic. I think that's more than hates learning. Mm-hmm. I hate I know I don't like I don't think that he's yet to do it should... yet to do it. There's no reason to start now. That's right. I've mm-hmm. gone this. I've gone this far, um, and it doesn't even mean that I don't necessarily enjoy it. If it does happen occasionally, although I think most of the time, 
when games try to impart moral lessons, it's like, okay, those are things we're already aware of. Most of my favorite games are just about sort of emotional experiences of characters and performances and sort of the, I'm not there to learn. Like, you know, I'm not learning, I'm not learning something from The Last of Us Part Two, which is my favorite game. Yeah, we know, yeah, 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 there's nothing to learn there. But, but they're not, they're not also trying to teach you. Unfortunately, they Um, are. They're incredibly I, think, I, I think I think that's the I think that's the misconception though. I think a lot of times people are looking for that sort of stuff, and I don't think everything needs to be. There's always a lesson. I think oftentimes it's just uh, an experience that you can have because that's why I love Moby Dick. Just a simple story about a man who hates an animal. Mm-hmm. You, you're right, right. And it doesn't mean that morals, in, in my opinion, and then I'll pass it off so you guys mm-hmm. can give me your takes. I don't think that lessons or morals that's or anything about that are bad. Just an entire ship. Full of semen, covered in semen. N- nothing, nothing. Most to say most there. ships are filled with semen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't. I can't think of it. Like video games and a lot of things, they don't really teach me anything that I'm not necessarily aware of. It's more about like an escapism or an experience, an emotional experience, or a, a, enjoying a craft. Like I, I think I you're looking too closely for a broad like lesson. Like you don't need to be hit over the head with a moral lesson to for it to be imparting something like what you're saying is you want that just games means to have someone did a to terrible job no no yeah. i'm not saying i'm not saying they don't they should have n- well actually I, I think it's important that the idea that games should be more didactic means that video games should be a certain kind of thing and i think that's bad because i think that you want your serious games that are going to do that stuff and then you also want your well, your dumb it, goofy platformers and well, your Pokemon oh, okay snaps you, you mean you didn't that's like the fair. moral lesson of stop playing video games and go outside at the end of Almost every Metal Gear game. At the end of every 30 minutes of Wii. Um, Morgan, I wanted... I'm, I'm going to take this as a good point to jump in. Because I think we're almost saying the same thing, but I, I just don't think you're articulating it in a way that makes sense, at least to me. Because my answer is not a simple yes or no. It's It's like a... I don't... Nothing should have to be. Like... It, it's the same thing with film, with comic books, with with books in general, with anything, like, no one's telling you you have to set out to impart some important lesson, like, people should still be allowed to make Duke Nukem Forever so we know what bad games are. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, I think we are saying the same and, thing, yeah. Well, y- yeah, no, and it, like, I enjoy stories that obviously have a moral to teach and have a point in their story and in their narrative, but at the same time, like, with games especially, there's place for mind- mindless nonsense or arcadey stuff that isn't yeah. even preaching story to begin with. Like, It has no narrative, period. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's still a place for the Pac-Mans of the world. There's no lesson to be had from Pac-Man. Pac-Man is just fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have yeah. yet, yet to figure out exactly what Q-Bird is trying to say. I know oh, it, I know it has a lot something about to do class warfare. With, with serfdom, but yes. I, I, I can't figure out its stance on it. Josh, <laughs> we're going to break that down in a patrons-only mm-hmm. podcast next week. You and I, Q-Bird, explore, exploring the shogunite that is Coily. Mm-hmm. Coily. I'm glad we managed to mention Qbert, by the way. It's always a win when we can get Qbert brought up. Exactly. It's an even bigger win when I'm not the person who brings up Qbert. Yeah. Um, Qbert. Yeah. Uh, Pretty cool. Josh, Josh and Shay, uh, do you want to jump in here? Or what do you think? Yeah, um, I think you're right by accident because the idea of, oh, I don't want 
you know, some moral shoved down my throat. Yeah, because that means someone's doing their job terribly. Um, Especially not if it's David Javi's moral. Yeah. With his three billion emotions that are Hi, Dave. capable of being displayed in this in this art piece. Um, but <sighs> You don't like Toronto Death? The issue is is it's not people need to know what their games are saying is kind of the issue that a lot of them don't understand still. Um because there are a lot of people like you who have no idea what the fuck something is saying if it doesn't come out and, you know, yell at you, hey, I'm saying this. Um, with well, can the, I, num- the number of dude bros I've seen talk about how un- you know, it's completely apolitical Call of Duty is, <laughs> is the dumbest goddamn thing. In, in almost all of games, it's 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 beyond asinine. I, um, yeah, but I think your point's well taken, Josh. If I could, I want you to keep talking, so I but just, I want to give you a counter. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that to your point, uh, and I respect what you're saying a hundred percent. But why do you think that you like you have these people that are you know, committing like a large chunk of their life to creating these games, like, and you don't think they even know what they're saying. Why do you think you're a better judge at what they're saying than the people that are making them? I mean, they're committing their entire parts of these life to what, because what he's the one in, interpreting it. And if it's difficult to interpret, then you're not doing a particularly good job of telling a story, but it's, it's possible even... that Josh could interpret it one way and somebody else could interpret it completely. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, obviously, stu- obviously any neocon is going to interpret it as <laughs> Ura Murica. Kill some Browns. Um, Just make an apolitical game. Like, whereas I'm with? interpreting it as Ura America, let's kill some Browns, but it's in a bad way. Well, what I mean is like when it, when the okay, like I, it's like mm-hmm. if somebody's saying it like Tucker Carlson, and then somebody's saying it like John Oliver. Does that help? Because like <sighs> a lot of games Hubert are saying stuff Carlson that they don't realize they're saying. Which is not I'm trying to think of it, like we, we talked about this a while ago when we were talking about death of the author and about how much intent matters um, whenever it comes to this because a lot of times a lot of times a game is just dumb fun and that's fine but what it assumes is normal makes a big deal like we talked a while ago about how many games just don't have any black hairstyles because white is normal is what the game is saying by doing that it has nothing to do with the story anything else with to do with the rest of the narrative that they're trying to say but just the idea that oh we'll have the default hair and then like dreads it, it and it's 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 saying something whether it means to or not it's saying that we only it's care about this malicious or we it, only yeah. know about this um mm-hmm. And not that that's necessarily wrong, but there's you can glean an awful lot about what someone cares about by what's... I mean, if no one told you Quentin Tarantino had a thing for feet, you could figure it out, given he's, he's his films. me about it. And that's, that's okay. kind of the same sort of thing that I'm saying with stance. a lot of games. I, I see, where, I see like, what you're saying. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, Shay, what do you think? And it was at this time that Shay's internet shit the bed, um, and we took a short break. What is up, Chomp Nation? This is Morgan here, also known as General Mountain Time. And look, I want to tell you today about our Patreon. That's right, Chomp Nation is growing every day. And if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chompcast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter, anything we're doing out there you can support us and for just a couple bucks you can help keep us alive and honestly our patrons have basically become family and i want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us and if you don't that's fine too we're just happy that you download and check out the podcast um our biggest and most popular tier we have is just five dollars five bucks you get access to early spoiler casts. That's right, Chomping After Dark. You get those several weeks early. You get access to our top secret VIP Instagram page. That's right. On the podcast, you might hear me say, hey, do you want to be a VIP member of the Chompcast? And you say, I sure do. I sure do. Well, guess what? Boom. That $5 tier makes you a VIP member. You get access to this secret Instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only VIP members get. And those polls and those feedback questions that we get, if it's a question of the week, for example, are read on the show, we make you a part of what we do. Um, so go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can look for our $5 tier, which is probably our most popular. And then from there, it escalates. We have a $10 tier, a $20 tier for Skypes. There's a lot of great things. But just head on over to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Check it out, and if you want to support us, it would mean the world to me, Rich, Josh, and Shay, and everyone else out there in Chomp Nation. Until next time, General Mountain Time salutes you. Uh, so thank you for your patience. Let's throw it right back to you, Shay. Our topic of the week, if you're just joining us, is should games be more didactic? And uh, which basically, if you're unfamiliar, means should they impart moral lessons or be designed to teach us? And we've already kind of sounded off on it a little bit. Shay, I'd love to hear your take on this. <laughs> I keep my fingers crossed that this fucking is going to work, that my technology is going to work. Um, yeah, so I think that. This is a difficult topic, which is why I wanted to kind of discuss it in the first place. I know you guys kind of had a an easier time talking about it. But for me, I think that to some degree, yeah, games should be more didactic. Uh, we have books and movies and TV shows and music. That's all didactic. And these are all entertainment mediums that are used to impart lessons, especially for children. And I think that being in this medium, being a part of this medium, I think it receives a lot of the flack that it receives because there isn't a lot of games that are trying to teach children, specifically more morality. I mean, you have games like Minecraft that teach very basic How great colonialism foundations is. of things like physics and 
uh, civil engineering if you really want to go that route. There are things that it imparts to everyone, but it doesn't impart a level of morality. I think that... Clearly they've never played Tapper. Just simply from the standpoint of trying to get parents and other legislatures, government, government bodies, what have you, on board with gaming in general, that if they had more didactic choices, that that would present that opportunity there. Um, I think that's a very specific um, circumstance, though. If we were to kind of expand upon that a little bit, um, I think that it would be beneficial in some ways for different cultures. Um, in insofar as it would allow us to look at what does and doesn't work about certain cultures, if they were to frame it in that way to where it's still entertaining and interesting, where it's not being shoved down our throats, which is something Josh was kind of saying a little bit, and also imparts that wisdom. Uh, living in Japan for as long as I have, now it's, um, it's going to be my fifth year of living here, it's interesting to me looking at all the things that have recently been kind of in the stratosphere of talking points in the U.S., how some of those problems have already been solved in other countries like Japan. And in theory, you look at the U.S., and I'm not sitting here trying to harp on the U.S. It's, these are the two countries I've lived in the longest. They're my frame of reference. So please don't think I'm knocking um, living in the U.S. or the U.S. in general. But I look at problems in the U.S. And I look at how they've been solved in other countries or they're better in other countries. And I think to myself, why is that such a huge issue in the U.S.? Obviously, it goes deeper. But I think one of those big issues personally is, or I'm sorry, two of those big issues is it boils down to culture or a lack thereof in the U.S. And it boils down to what we are teaching at those pivotal fundamental levels. And that's the teacher in me talking right now. So if we are to have mediums that kind of help us impart that culture and that wisdom of, um, I'm just going to use it as an example because it's on the forefront of a lot of people's minds right now off of recent events with gun control. We have a lot of games glorifying that in the U.S. And that's not to say it isn't elsewhere. A lot of my students play Fortnite. But if we are able to, in this medium, make things like that entertaining yet still didactic, is that such a bad thing to have that as an option? I'm not saying every game needs to go in having that, but if we have a few games that also are trying to impart morality and wisdom about those things, is that such a bad thing? I don't think so. And I understand people's fears and insecurities about it permeating the culture and permeating all of our games, but I don't think that would ever be the case. I think that there are so many developers now that it would be a fundamental concern within the medium that all our games are going to become didactic and all games need to say something at the end of the day. I don't think that's going to be the case. But if there's a, I wouldn't even call it a subgenre, a a movement of certain 
developers or people who want those type of games for children or for people in general? Is that such a bad thing? I don't think so. Um, well, there's lots of responses there. I, I see what you're saying, Shay, for sure. I think... I think you make a good point. I think that almost leans more toward the question, maybe it's the teacher and you, like if games should be more didactic for kids. Um, a lot because, of entertainment. Because, you know, their brains are at a place, like you said, where you have, if with a lot of children's stories and television shows, like you mentioned, especially for children, they, are, they oftentimes are trying to teach moral lessons and things like that. Whereas like adults, you don't necessarily want you, you never want art to have to be something you don't want like the artist to have to go in there and be like i have to try and teach someone something with my art you just want them to make the art they want to make that's um, what art is is teaching I'm someone gonna, something i'm gonna interject that's insane i'm gonna you interject there because no art, that's literally that's what art is like, gonna, why would why would you make art if you're I'm not gonna trying interject there go ahead, to Josh. get across something to someone else Like that's that's well, that that is its I mean, purpose. Morgan, like a, a point of view. Like they're they're trying to show like this this is the way I see things. That is teaching something. That is getting across a point. If exactly, exactly. I want. So, anyway, you can go ahead. No, I was gonna say simply that Morgan, there was uh, there are a few instances. I'm forgetting the game specifically that we talked about last year. But there were a few times where you actually harped on um, some of the guys here for not playing the game specifically to the way that the developers wanted. I remember you making that case multiple times last year. And that kind of contradicts what you just said. So I'm kind of confused on what your point is. No, my point is that you don't want... I think it's just the topic. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I mean, sometimes it can be great. But the topic was, should games should be more didactic? And I think it's what me and Rich were saying was, you don't want games to have to be one thing. They shouldn't have to teach you. Well, they shouldn't have to be a certain way. You want my, my point was, that's true of anything. Like, Yes, it, yeah. It, well, it, yeah. It, uh, like, you shouldn't be able to say... One, like, I think what Josh is saying is a fair point and is true of most in most cases of pretty much any form of art that like you're teaching something whether you want to or not that yeah. doesn't mean like you not, should be again pig not, pigeonholing not anyone into yeah you shouldn't be pigeonholing anyone into saying what are you trying to do here what are you trying to accomplish and force them into trying to push some sort of narrative like naturally if you're creating a story it's going to reflect your view of the world because it's the world from your perspective yeah like cause again like we can't all be Qbert. It again, like Rich perfect. and I, I brought up Qbert because yes, it has to be very abstract for it not to say something. Like if 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 it is that's set why I brought up Pac-Man in the world. The same reason, yeah. If it is set in the world, you're saying something whether you're intending to or not. Um, and I think it's important for people to know what they're saying, because a lot of people just don't think about it, and they assume that. All their original assumptions are just the way things are, and so why should I think about it? And you should think about it because you are saying something. Like, you're saying something to everyone else who plays the game you're, you're making currently, and what you're saying is important because it's going to have that much reach. Um, 
you have a platform, it, it's important to think about how you're using it. And yeah. it, it comes down to, like Josh is saying, like worldview. It's like that shouting into a fucking crowd again. Like your experiences are not universal. So when you're when you're looking at a game like that, the world you're seeing is the worldview of the author or authors most times in the case of games. Yeah. It's very rarely one person yeah. painting a picture for you. Yeah. Yeah. I There's Which a is, lot that you said it, that I do it, yeah, agree a, with. A, a dumb, inconsequential example of this. Rich and I have been playing It Takes Two recently, and we've been trying to figure out where it's set. We because cannot. the daughter has just the most bizarre nondescript european accent but the all the outlets clearly... all the outlets set in this game are uh, are uh, north american outlets and here's the the more wild part like they're in some sort of weird countryside the mother is clearly british i would place it like northern like wales or something and the father just uh, has an American accent, like a Midwestern American accent. Amer- uh, I'd place it more Eastern, but it's it's American. It's fairly yeah. fairly standard American. Like I, I mentioned before, he sounds a little bit like Richard kind. Um, oh yeah, um, and all I can think about is how I really wish it was just Richard kind. But but anyway, I think, what do you what mean? I was, what I'm saying with that is, it's set in the wor- like ostensibly in the real world like there's a lot of fantasy elements but like trying trying to figure this sort of thing out it's saying something but because this was not a focus of their it's almost impossible to place where this story is supposed to be happening because at the end of the day in that particular mixed messages of like of of they didn't care about this it doesn't matter it's not important to the story but we were trying to figure it out but it's just weird so it's it's not that it's it's saying different things with different parts of the story because you can tell they didn't care about it. It was not a focus. And the environment artists they hired made U.S. style outlets, North American outlets. They did not. Whoever they had in charge of casting did not have that as a priority for the daughter in the story. It's you can tell or the, the mother, yeah, or well, like you so. You, because of that, you can tell the different priorities of the different people who worked on it. They weren't intending to say anything with this, so it just kind of came across as whoever was making this particular thing made it the way they wanted to. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's a little but, less but cohesive you're, you're... because of that. But I don't think that's a problem. It's just that, that this is an example of what I was trying to say of of how these inconsequential things still say something about what's going on here even if it's not a cohesive thing they're saying yeah because yeah, it but wasn't that, something and I don't they, think they focused was... on and i and feel like I... that lack of cohesion of like we'll say whatever happens in a lot of games where they're like our story's trying to tell this one thing but the mechanics don't say that at all i mean like people talked about this a lot with uncharted with oh man i'm really conflicted about my treasure hunting and whatnot and then you kill 800 guys in the course of the story and like why would you be conflicted about like the personal like it's just it's not it should be a non-issue and you can tell to be like that was not a focus for them they didn't even care that's just how games are yeah and you're saying if you're if your point is that it it's always good to be a little more mindful of the messages you might be accidentally sending i think yes. that there's definitely truth to that i think if you kind yeah. of spin the topic around my only issue with a lot of it that we're saying is that it's all so broad like 
I'm gonna you're yeah. gonna technically learn something in every game you play. It could be something silly, like for example, if you've never played Pokemon for before, you're gonna learn what a Pikachu is because you're seeing it for the first time, right? You're gonna learn yeah, something yeah. in literally everything you play. I I and sometimes it's some semi serious stuff. When I played The Last of Us Two, I didn't know what dead naming was until you I learned played what a that bad game was. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, but but yes, um, but like, I, I like didn't what know you're what, getting um, with there. It's, you're always going to learn something. If you ignore yeah. like these of sort course, of things, of it's it's you don't end up saying nothing because you ignore it. You end up saying things that may contradict what else you're saying. And it's important yes. to to try to pay attention to what you're actually communicating through any piece of work that you're doing. Like, um, God, this happens like literally every other month in fashion because these designers are so in their own worlds and up their own asses that somebody just making a pattern or whatever fucking makes a swastika in some piece of clothing or other because, hey, this is a neat design. And accidentally, literally every other month, there's a story about someone accidentally making a new swastika dress or something like and that. And then so- mm-hmm. someone is forced to go, it actually means peace. Yeah, and, and it's it's because someone's not paying attention to that. They're only not looking anymore, at it, it doesn't serve. on the design level. Yeah. Um and I'm kind of yeah. like my 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 thought yes. is the same thing on games. Like you need to think about what you're saying when be, when be mindful you are of doing these the things. message you're putting into the and, world. Like, yeah. there's a certain responsibility. That's, yeah. That's an interesting yeah. subtopic to this topic. I guess just my broader thought was we're always learning but like should the developer and and to some degree yes, they're probably going to impart some of their morals and those are going to be interpreted differently depending on who's playing the game. But in mm-hmm. general, I don't want art to I don't want someone to have to be like Oh, this should be one way, but there is value in like children learning things and stuff like that. So I do think that it's just such a broad thing to narrow down. I think we'd probably all agree in general that you never want any form of art to be something like it should never have to be this. But if if you're yeah. able to have games that teach kids at a young age in, in great ways, that's cool. That's great. That's a that's a, a strong bonus for kids that could learn things like my daughter can learns things all the time like she gets a lot of help from reading when she plays games with a lot of text for example um mm-hmm. those are bonuses well, as well but you also yeah. want to ha- less less so to do with the games themselves the... but on on that same note um my my youngest has been super into games lately but the, mm. a lot of them have text in there and he has been he's 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 kind of behind verbally in in reading and and speaking um, compared to most kids, but he has gotten so into playing games lately that he wants to be it's able helping to, him along to to want to know what's happening in here and want to be able to read what's going on. And it has, um, like in the last few months, because he's wanted to play more games, he's wanted to go learn. So I think, I think just th- that as a Pokemon Yellow helped me with that when I was a kid. It really helped me like get a handle on reading and become an avid reader when I was, when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. And I, I like, I'm my, my point being like, you can see how a game would make someone want to learn. Like, I mean, we, I do this a lot of the time. Like, I mean, how does this system work? And you go look it up, like re, um, look at a wiki or something. Like, I don't, I don't quite understand how the system works. I want to, I want to learn. And I think games are good at encouraging that just naturally. And so I think it's a good fit for games to be able to kind of take advantage of that to be able to teach people um 
regardless yeah. of the subject. I so. I don't think I don't think it should just be reserved to children. I think that's kind of the focus of Morgan's point here. I don't think that's quite your the focus of your point, Josh. And I'm not saying Morgan. That's no, no, no. I'm just... saying, but I don't think it should just be reserved to children. I think we can take recent examples and apply that to this conversation. We can look at something like Animal Crossing, where this past year the pandemic was such a huge, debilitating thing for so many people, physically, mentally, financially, all like it hit on so many levels. And we look at something like Animal Crossing, and maybe this is incidental, maybe it was purposeful. One of the big things I would say that game taught, even though I didn't play it, but you look at it from a, a global scale or in the sense of who all played the game, it taught a lot of people how to nurture and take care of their mental health, whether that was purposeful or incidental. That's a, that's a huge thing that I think that a lot of people are starting, like really starting to analyze and look at in our modern day, that mental health is such a huge thing and it bleeds over into so many other issues that the U.S. is trying to tackle right now, none of which I'm not going to name. And it's not just the U.S. Just, just name That's a big one that's trying to tackle these issues as well. Um, <laughs> no, but like Animal Crossing <laughs> in general. But <laughs> just, I, you're, there's no way you're going to stop at 10, so I figured I should cut this off before it goes goes on for the it's next few hours but but i wasn't i wasn't gonna go that route but anyway yeah, go um <laughs> another thing with animal crossing again kind of with the what what does the story what does the mechanics in in a in a piece of media what does it actually get across and a lot of the things in animal crossing have to do with paying attention to just the day-to-day um tasks that you have, which is again, like you were saying, that's it did that really well in a pandemic where there is a lot of monotony going on for especially in the US, where because we've not shut down fully at any point to actually, you know, quarantine and take care of this thing, which you know Why would we? We just have a huge Yeah, no, we could have been yeah. done last yeah. April instead of this April. Or, you know, like it's actually going to be well, 18 Aprils yeah. from now. But um, it, it that is that is I hope my grandchildren get to go outside. Yeah. Just, well, but, but any, anyway, like it, it, it did I that just, really well. well. But another again, what the mechanics are kind of teaching you. And I think a lot of us. I've had way more Zoom calls with my family this year. Um, just yeah, I have, I have weekly Zoom calls with a, a large group of friends of mine. Yeah, uh, which is kind of a wild idea at this point. Um, yeah, like that's weird. Like everyone, um, I don't know if you did this when growing up, but like, man, thinking about all the crazy technology from Star Trek or something that we'd eventually grow up and have. And video calls are just a part of our life now, and we just it. No one noticed that it happened, and like, oh, we just, we just all have video calls now. Can't can't um, wait for the hollow deck. My parents want me to get a portal, and I keep telling them no. Because I'm not spending over a hundred dollars on a device that does one thing that twelve other devices I own do. Yes, um, but mm-hmm. but bring this back to Animal Crossing. The idea of putting time into relationships being important is something that that game does a lot. I mean, it also does a lot of weird stuff with gifts and whatnot, and yeah. it's it's 
oddly pro you know consumerism but whatever who cares it's you know don't you want to be out of debt josh but but anyway um the the idea that it it takes effort to maintain these relationships i think has been borne out by everything else going on um in the last year like yeah it it is going to be more effort but it's worth it um and the game is it kind of teaches that through its mechanics I think I think that's such a big thing in a lot of games that we kind of take for granted, which is this was also a part of me coming up with this topic too. Like time management is a big thing. If you if you're not managing your time, you could look at it from even like a a capitalist perspective of you're not going to be successful in whatever it is you're trying to do business wise if you're not good at time management. And there are games out there that not directly but through their mechanics kind of teach you that. For example. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, Animal Crossing would be a big one. There are other games that do it. RTS is probably a big one that you could look at that does that, even though it's kind of outdated at this point, that genre. Oh, and a, an Not RTS, outdated, like, pick, like Pikmin. is probably the right <laughs> way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I just, I think that, I think I think to say that, to localize it, um, to just kind of wrap it back around to my original point, to to localize it to children, I think is, A, a great disservice, Um if if we're if we're looking at like should games be more didactic well yeah for for children yeah that's one aspect of it but i also think that that really limits um in a way like by limiting by making some games more didactic by put pointing it towards children that's limiting it even further um but also i think by saying oh no games shouldn't be more didactic i think that totally does away with interesting conversations because i did like honestly when i came up with this topic i thought it was going to be a shorter topic and look where we've gone with this topic it's gone so far and if we take specific games that are trying to kind of impart something to us we don't have to agree with what that what it's trying to impart but it makes for interesting conversation and i of all people i'm going to bring this up on the podcast and i'm sorry rich and josh i know you're going to hate me for this we look at the last of us too it's a game that morgan absolutely loved you guys didn't enjoy and we could look at certain things and some of that is going to be outside of what that that game was trying to impart both story-wise and morality-wise. And that's fine. That's perfectly okay. There are going to be a lot of people that aren't going to take something away from that game. That's perfectly okay. And I'm, I'm not talking about opinions of the game. Like, love it or hate it, I don't care. That has no relevancy to this conversation. Can, can I just say briefly, what I'm Shay, saying is I don't want to say I didn't like that, it. I, I just didn't think it was no, God's gift to his no, people. No, you can't. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> to be clear i didn't dislike lazarus too i just didn't think it was god's chosen gift to his people as you know some people in the yeah, upper yeah, yeah, left yeah, yeah. square fair, fair, of this fair. podcast might have fair you don't you don't need to, <laughs> you don't need to defend yourself here that's fine like like i said th- that really has no relevance well, stop attacking me what i'm simply trying to say is <laughs> is that simply that um that it had some clear messages and it had some something that it wanted to speak to people's morality and whether or not you agreed with it whether or not you it resonated with you is fine but it made for interesting conversation 
f- between us, especially when we sat down to do those chomping after darks and we talked about it at the end of the year. And I think that's what's interesting yeah. when some games are ultimately trying to teach yeah. the players. Yeah. The funniest By thing being about didactic. this, it makes for really interesting conversation. Yeah, and yeah, that's I one. That's saying. one of the reasons why I would say I would love games to be a little bit more didactic. The funniest sometimes. thing about this, I hadn't thought it about it for super interesting conversation until you framed sure. it this way, is that that is one of the most didactic games of last year, and they just fucking hammer on the same point from start to finish for thirty hours. Hit square to do murder. Yeah. That, like, I just, I'm like, yeah, maybe you could have laid off the whole murder is bad thing a little bit. I mean, wasn't that the message of the first game? I um, feel like that that was well, the message well, of the well, first well, game. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I want to say something before you jump into this, Morgan. Uh, Josh, I just wanted to say I asked Morgan, and if he couldn't succeed, and I may try and do it myself, I really <laughs> wanted him to find that clip of the elephant from last week, where you and I compared it to The Last of Us Two, because I think that'd be oh, a great that did sound social funny, media actually. post. Yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna that. dig and try and find <laughs> it. I can find it for you. Yeah, I, I, I believe in you, buddy. Uh, there's a scene in It Takes Two you where you are forced to drag a stuffed elephant to his death. And Josh and I actively compared it to being more compelling than some of the murder scenes in the last <laughs> two. Uh-huh. As well, we I performed would, the murder. I will say, well, there's two quick things I wanted to say as we, I think we a lot of good stuff going here as we kind of round this up. Um, to that, I think that's the only reason I was so frustrated, Josh, is that because I think, I don't think that you're so like mindful of all these different things in games to the point of like, subtle things like who they're casting in roles and hairstyles that I was just hard for me to believe that you took from the, the only thing you took from the game was that revenge is bad because obviously, you know, that's not what they're going for. Um, well, and they're, they're not going hammering that in for 30 hours. Uh, I took a completely different thing that I think that most people that were affected by that game, seeing the impact it had took a lot more from it as far as, what the character was going through, trauma, uh, the performances, and the power of that world. Um, as far as like Abby sort of growing this relationship to someone who is an outsider in Lev, and then being a, you know a trans character, there's so much to take from that game, and it's just really disheartening that you boiled it down yeah. to. Well, I mean, there what is you like felt if they the were game were the first... only the Abby sections, it would have been a really solid game. You... My point is, you're still missing a lot from the Ellie sections, and that's too bad. That's too bad that you're missing it. Um, but I'm we glad don't need that, to that I'm missing it. I'm it's glad that they that... said most of it in the last game, and then they reset it again here. Um, well, don't worry, they're remaking that, so it's fine. Again, oh, I'm, you're entitled to your opinion. I respect that, Josh, and I, I'm glad that it's the minority and it's the most awarded game of all time. All right. Anyways, um, um, I did. Want wait, to... whoa, 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 Before before we move on, um, I, I just wanted to. This is not a point that requires any like you know further discussion, but I just wanted to say, on the lower end of the a game should be didactic, and I kind of always had this in the back of my mind. The literal edutainment tools. Um, I just wanted to talk about how good games can be for that, and one instance that I'm actually using currently. Um, this is something I've ta- I talked to at least Shay I know about um, in private, not recently, but a while back. Um, I've been playing for a little while now a game uh, called Hiragana Battle, Learn Japanese to Survive, um, to help me learn Japanese in my off time, because it's a skill I wanted to attain for a number of professional reasons. Um, and games like that, I think, are super important, to because gaming is such an effective tool to drill something into your head. 
And for yeah. anyone unfamiliar with this, it's a literal, I mean, it's a really great, cheap game. It's a turn-based RPG designed to teach you Japanese, um, where, yeah. where the main crux of each chapter introduces a few uh, new characters. And the main crux of it is the enemies are literal hiragana characters. And unless you know what they are, you cannot damage them when you attack. You have to be like, I know what letter this is. And mm-hmm. then deal an attack, mm-hmm. um, and I, it's really smart game design because that sort of stuff can help drill ideas like that into your head. And I think, like, not to say en- yeah. enough people aren't, but like, yeah, it's super smart game design, and I love seeing clever stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of see this coming from the opposite direction in a lot of, um, a lot of language learning tools have started incorporating game elements in them because they realize that they do work really well to accomplish that goal. Um, I mean, stuff like, um, you know, just giving you random points and, Oh, you you need to check in for your daily quest rewards or whatever from, um, Duolingo or whatever. Um, yeah, like, like I'm doing Duolingo as well, but this is a a helpful tool to um like drive that stuff home and introduce a few mm-hmm. characters a day and then introduces a few words. There's also a um a sequel it's to Teach You Katakana. And fun at that point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's edutainment. And there's a sequel uh to Teach You Katakana called Katakana Katakana War. Uh so I also purchase that on Steam, and we'll get to it eventually. There you go. I, I want to I want to give Shay the last word on this because uh, he thought of the topic, and I want to spin back a couple things he said, and I want to get his response on it because I think it'll close this up well. Because um, he was talking about me sort of focusing on children, and I think that's fair. I guess when I thought of didactic, I thought more about like there's a joke teach, there, like, like a moral lesson or, a fable or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I, th- and I, I don't made mean a joke in- about Morgan focusing on children. Oh. Uh, I was I trying to ignore a, that. Well, yeah. Well, he um, should have phrased it better. Uh, when we <laughs> we're, we're live on Twitch now, Rich. You can't do this anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, you're the one who's saying shit like it. So, uh, I, I don't mean this in an arrogant way, but like, I don't. Maybe it's you know, we've all been uh, enjoying film and books and games since we were little kids. There's not much in the way of morals that is going to surprise us or teach us anything nowadays, right? Like, I think it's really cool when games go out there and and sort of stick their middle finger up at sort of societal norms. Like, that's why I was so happy that The Last of Us had its first That's why you love Limp Bizkit. God damn it, Rich, I can't finish that sentence, you're killing me! Um, <laughs> uh, the... <laughs> The, I was, that's why I'm so happy the last of us had gay lead character, the first gay lead characters that were um, in a game because it was kind of like a fuck you because it never yeah, happened. Yeah, but before. that's the thing. It the last of us, not, it oh, had the uh, first yeah. gay lead character. If you don't count no, the no, last I'm, 12 to 15 years of gaming, yeah, we've, the, if the not tiny 20. Games that nobody plays, Josh. Don't. It's not that they don't matter. Yeah, I'm like if you only count the shitty AAA stuff, it was the first well, gay lead. Uh, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not my point. My point is not mm-hmm. about the quality of the games. My point is about the. No, no, I, I do. Mor- Mor- Morgan, Morgan, this is in your defense. I will, I will say, like, it is important to have that in what is very much a mainstream product. I that does not go unrecognized. I get mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that, but then and this was you know as much as I Commander Shepard. Commander Shepard is whatever you want him to be. My mm-hmm. Commander Shepard was a depraved pansexual pervert. Mm-hmm. My my point to to Shay was that. <laughs> The, 
as uh, unless you're unless you literally are like, oh, gay people aren't bad. Like you're not gonna learn a lot from these morals. Like, what are you, my grandfather? Anyone, I, I'm a 34-year-old individual. Like, I'm not moral-wise. I'm not learning. I'm learning constantly from games. But as far as morals go, I've seen it all. What I take more personally Did from games... Did you say as far as mortals go? <sighs> what I take more personally from games is, like, uh, performances and emotions and settings and escapism and things like that. Because And, and there is value in learning. But uh, the moral side of things... I, you know, I've seen it all a million times before, but I feel like there's value as a kid because you're still learning some of the things between right and wrong and stuff like that. So that was my only point. Like as an adult, Shay, morally, you're probably not learning much more. No one's going to impart a moral in their game where you're going to be like, mm, huh. I, I think that think, is literally the dumbest thing you've ever said. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's stupid as fuck. Library full of dumb shit that you've said. The idea I think you can't get better Thank as a share. person because you're past your past 30 is literally asinine stupid like that I, I i think all the adults that flew to washington and stormed the capital can show you show that there's plenty, plenty of, plenty of shit adult. to learn once you're past 30 and 60 like a lot of them were um before we came back to this during our trying to fix technical errors um with the show i was literally just talking to my wife about one of uh um, the people she deals with at work a lot, and he is a uh, an older gentleman. He's he's one of the one of the uh, one of the he's an older guy that I really admire because he's a stubborn old dude and kind of set in his ways in a lot of ways. But he intentionally tries to learn anyone anytime someone gives him new information, and he has done better than anyone else. My wife has had to deal with for this last year about making sure he is doing everything he can to keep my wife safe with having to deal with the um deal with a pandemic with an autoimmune disease and he has specifically gone out well, of his nice. way to make sure that he is not doing anything to to put my wife in danger no one else has done that again because well, I'm I'm past my 30s. There's nothing new for me to learn. I've learned why all should, the things. Why should I care about learn. other people? And this guy in his late 60s has cared to learn, has cared to put other people forward in his mind, has cared not just that, like even if it has nothing to do with other people, has cared enough to learn for his own benefit to not be set in his ways and you know end up just letting some stupid idea that he's let you know fester for that long go unaddressed like he he will go out of his way to try to learn uh, he's, he's the guy in any conversation that will play devil's advocate not as a rhetorical device to try to get someone to agree with him in the long run but because he's legitimately interested in Seeing the and making sure that he's not missing something in that that he's not in the wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I there's a guy like that at my office that I always, I always really appreciate. People like an older guy, guy in his his late fifties, early sixties. Always really appreciate going that um that other route. Like just last month, he actually mentioned to me. I think it was his nephew or something. Um, that he told me was non-binary, 
and he ended up asking me a few questions because he's like, you're young, you're savvy. He's like, as far as like pronouns and stuff like that, what to do and what to don't. He's like, I don't want to offend anyone or like come off like an asshole. And like, not a lot of people his age would bother to care that much. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, again, there's, there's, that's we, what we I all was... have our blind spots. Go ahead. So like the idea of, oh, I've got it all figured out. You might in a lot of situations, but you, you, abs- I, we all absolutely have a blind spot where we are missing something. Um, and so just making sure that you are open enough to be able to address those things is important. Right. Um, yeah. All I want to say is simply that. Um, I'm not gonna rip on you like they did, Morgan. No, I, I don't I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I didn't mean to rip on you, but I mean, like, just the. I, I don't know. I don't well, think that's what you were trying well, to let's say. Let's let Shay Morgan. talk it's, first, it's, and then we can respond. Let's let Shay talk yeah. first, and we'll go back. Yeah, I'll go yeah, ahead. You can't, you can't set him up like that, Shay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. No, here's here's all I want to say is that as humans, we should always constantly trying to be learning. Um, that means learning about the world that's happening around us, and that means learning about the world that's happening within us. What I mean by that simply is we are all this this melting pot of what happens around us. That includes culture. It, for example, like me, who tra- who's traveled to multiple countries and lived in multiple countries in the world, I've been fortunate enough to do that. Um, for people who experience new cultures living in their city, if somebody moves into their neighborhood and it's there, this person is from a culture that they've never previously experienced, whether that means a country's culture, a an LGBTQ plus person, um, someone who's of a different race than you, it doesn't matter, a different culture. We are this melting pot of different cultures. And that's true of the US and that's true of in ourselves. And the moment that we stop trying to learn is the moment that we just decide that this is who we are and this is who we're going to be for the rest of our lives. And this is going to get very gas station couch philosophy for a minute and, and I apologize but to relate it to Those this are the topic, best gas stations simply, the one with couches I, I worked at one for a decade we never yeah. had a couch right the, the, <laughs> the point the point being is simply that I can't agree with you Morgan just because I'm constantly changing what I believe in what my more my moral compass is um, obviously, there are those basic tenets that I think I will live by for the rest of my life. Um, there are certain things that I, I firmly believe that is very, very hard to see where I will change that. Um, the stuff that I don't need to list here, that, that's more of a personal thing. That being said, there are other parts of my morality that I've changed over time. There are certain things that I've changed as I've learned more about myself and the world around me. Um, when I was younger, I believed in just saying whatever words you want to say to represent however you want to say it, because words are words. And it's not for me to put the meaning to them. It's up to the other people. And that was such a big thing when I was younger um, with my morality, that 
I can't be dependent on how others are going to take my words and feel about them. But as I've gotten older, especially being a teacher, I've realized that's, that's not true. That's not how I actually feel, that that was just the easier way for me to live my life, but that's not who I am. You know, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've, I'm, I've been guilty of saying some of those, those words that hurt people, whether it's a racial slur, whether it's a, a, a term that would offend an LGBTQ person, or just things in general that shouldn't be said to other people that you care about or even don't care about that much. I'm guilty of all those things. And if I were to say, you know, in my 30s, I'm not going to change my morality, I wouldn't learn anything. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I, I wouldn't be happy with myself. And so when I look at things like games trying to teach us different things, I never look at it personally as this has nothing to teach me. I've already learned these lessons in other formats before. I look at it as, is this a unique perspective? If not, does this reinforce something that I already believe in? And if it doesn't, does it cause me to think about it in a different way? I, I, I always, whatever I'm doing, I want to learn something from it. And whether or not I actually take something away from it, mm-hmm is irrelevant as long as it's making me think and it allows us specifically us and other people in general to have interesting conversation. I'm okay with that. So if games want to be more didactic, cool with me. Cause that means that I get to have more interesting conversations with you guys and I get to learn more about myself. Be a lot cooler. And if they, they don't, did. that's fine too. Yeah. And I think that's a good way of putting it. I, I guess I'm a little, the only thing that gets a little frustrating for me sometimes is I don't know how you guys, gathered that I didn't what I wanted to stop learning and growing I, ne- I never said that but you guys all blew up on me with something uh, that I didn't say kind of what you were saying you can go back and listen you to it again this is why what I, I said think what I said whether was, you intended it or what not I said was that I don't often not never but I don't often learn that much from games anymore doesn't mean I'm trying to not grow well, as a person it doesn't mean I'm like I, I like I told you guys with the Lev thing in the Last of Us Part Two and and some of the conversations we have, of course. But and I'm not saying games shouldn't do it. Some of the most interesting games out there are the ones we talk about forever, like Last of Us Two, my favorite game ever. But like I never said that I don't like those games, and I never said that I stopped learning. You guys just put those words in my mouth to make me sound like someone who's just stubborn. Like I don't want to learn. That that's hurtful. That's hurtful as someone to like you just twist my words that's, around. Like that's that. well, well, that's. That's why I didn't want to come at you, but at the same time, to be honest, when when you said it the way you said it, I didn't think you meant it that way, but I could see where it would be perceived as that way. The only way you'd perceive it that way is if you wanted to attack me, Rich and Josh. It's just, it's frustrating. Like, all I said was that I don't often learn from games, and and you twist it around. Yes, but... Yes, well, you said you don't often learn from games, which yeah, I'd I'd agree with. You don't, especially AAA games. You're not going to learn much from them, other than again, like I've said, Ura USA. Um, you you expressed an idea mm, that people aren't going to, which I don't agree no, with I did, at all. I, I didn't but express that idea. I, again, like, whether it was intentional or not, is, you did. Uh, I don't see how yes. you take that from that. That's odd. And Josh, your story about your that gentleman was very heartwarming and beautiful, 
But it would have been. But if he had learned that from a game, for example, it would have been perfectly topical. But you're basically just what? saying, as a human being, he's not stopping to be stubborn and not want to grow as a person. But yeah, that's great. But like we're talking about whether. In general, as film fiction is still helping you guys, if you guys are still growing a lot as people from video games, I'm a little jealous. It doesn't from, it's not from that it never happen from everything for every aspect. Point. Like, um, why right. would you say, "Oh, I'm like just turn off your brain for games"? That's that's the I point. Never, I think I'm no making. No point there. did I say. This is what I'm talking about. That's the frustrating part. I never said. But I that's turned exactly off my what brain. you're saying. By, no, by no, saying you're not you, saying you're you not. said that games don't teach you much, which I would agree with. For again, most of the AAA okay. games that you like, but then I said the no. point being, games shouldn't be more didactic. So you 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 want them to continue to not have anything to, to not say. teach you anything. <laughs> that's that's where it. And I don't that's know. If, again, you're saying. probably not intending to mean that, but that's what that means. Like games teach me nothing, and they should continue to teach me nothing. Is kind of what that said. No, the games that teach me no, no, not not at all. When we first started, it was just the phrasing of the topic. When we first started, me yeah, and Rich and both I, agreed again, in the like, first thirty seconds because we were like, "No, video games shouldn't be more didactic. They shouldn't be and, one and thing. They should be there. everything." The more again, interesting conversation was just about that's that's kind of what I was saying earlier on with the whole should it be more didactic? No, I feel like the people who know what they're doing and are making these points know what they're doing are continue already. Continue to do so. So I don't think they need to be more didactic. I just think that. People need to pay attention We're, when they're saying something and don't know that they're saying it. So, like, sure. as far as, like, should they go out of their way to do these things? No, they shouldn't, but they should make sure that they're also not being idiots about what they actually are saying. If I would so. say this, and I, and I think maybe we can agree on this on a happy note. If a game can, as 30, well, I'm 34, I know we're all in our 30s. Um, not me. Fucking oh, fuck. child over there. If a game can have that sort of a effect on, on us, and we've been playing games for 30 years and watching TV for 30 years, and we can have conversations and learn and grow as people from a video game, that's pretty great. And that's why I do give things a lot of credit, like people that are willing to, let's say, ex experience a character like Lev and be like, wow, I never really thought about how I was dealing or talking about trans characters. Yeah. That's cool. I'm just saying that's very rare. That is not something Wait, I experience I, very often at all. I don't all think right. it's as rare as you think, though. That's it's not again, because they turn my brain off like a fucking vegetable. <laughs> it's not, but again, uh, it's it's because of perspective here. I play a, a ton more games. Like, yeah, I learned an awful lot from games last year because I wasn't just playing the AAA nonsense that doesn't, you know go out of its way to not say anything, or at least it thinks it's not saying anything. It is. It's. It thinks it's not. Um, things such as, I mean... Wadham, last, not last, like, end of the year before last, um, is kind of a coda to the Katamari Damacy games. Um, like okay, let's let's tie this in a bow, and the idea of it is, the Katamari Damacy games are very anti-consumerism, very anti-capitalist, like showing through gameplay, through story, that when you have stuff, the only thing it's gonna make you want is more stuff. Um, mm -hmm. 
and it's that's kind of the message throughout like that's 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 how the game works like it's it, you not just want more stuff the little stuff doesn't matter anymore it's easier to get bigger and bigger stuff like that's that's kind of the point of it and then Wadham takes this idea and gives you a new perspective on it where you're playing as a character who didn't have a lot and lost everything and showing the importance of how these little items can still be important in someone's life. Um, and the idea of like all the, all the new characters you meet in the game are uh, just like different items from his childhood. Like um, the few things that they had uh, growing up um, are able to get across the idea of like, no, it's not, it's not the things that are bad. It's the, it's the want for more and more and more that kind of is what ruins these things. Um, Cause you know, and you not feel like caring that you hadn't about really thought about that until that game. I'm trying to, I'm trying to use that as a specific well, it's not example. That I hadn't thought about they... it, but it's, it, it, the way it communicates it is something I'd not have thought about before. They're able to communicate these ideas in unique ways by being in games. Um, and that's, that's just it, Josh. I'll stop you. Right. That's the perfect way of describing it. What we're, what we both agree with there that there's interesting ways to communicate things. And I think that's fun, but you're still, you weren't necessarily learning something, but you were like, that's a really cool way to communicate that. I think we both well, agree on that. That's learning a new right? way to communicate something is still important because the only way you can think about it is through a framework you have in your mind. Like just period, and, and, and um, I mean, fucking Metal Gear goes into this. Like, man, if you control language, you control everything because people won't have ideas for if, things they don't have words for. Um, which that's not a Metal Gear thing, but as far as bringing it back to games, Metal Gear Five that a lot. That's that's a concept and philosophy that's been around for a long time. But again, bring it to games. Um. That idea has merit. The idea of giving you a new way to think about something is important. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a good that's a good example for you, Shay. Is there a game you can think of? What's a recent example of a game that had an effect on you in a didactic way? Uh, actually, one of the ones that first came to mind to me—it's not necessarily recent—was uh, Privates. It's a game I talked about a few weeks ago. <laughs> that was a game that uh, n- not only teaches you about uh safe sex but it also kind of is i don't know if allegory is the right word probably not um it basically is trying to teach you like look these are the consequences of what you you, (laughs) happens if you don't practice safe sex so go practice safe sex and wrap your willy up i mean and then we all did immediately has the fun level there Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean that's that's one of those big ones for me that I think of where it like it blends fun and entertainment and uh, moral lessons so well while also imparting knowledge. And you didn't uh, know the wrap. It that's up. one of the first ones I think of whenever I think about. <laughs> no, that would have been a great one for me because I still but, don't wrap it up. So I could really use that. Uh-huh. I could really learn from that game. <sighs> you sure don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Morgan, I don't know how many more times you need to. Uh, 
you need to admit to our audience that you don't wrap your penis with a condom. But I mean, if you feel the need to do it a 77th time, by all means. I mean, it's we're, dead, uh, and that's we're your clearly is therapy it. for you to talk about you coming to terms with you never wanting to wrap your penis in, co- in condoms, though you should. Um, well, I understand. Basically, I've married most yeah. of my adult life since I was 20, so. Yeah. That's your fault, not ours. Yeah. Although, I, I don't really other... like the term wrap. You're not really wrapping it. You're kind of slipping a cover on it. How would you know what condoms are like? Oh, sorry, you are, in what's, ca- what's, you what's are encasing for, your uh, little Vienna yeah, sausage casing. There you go. with a water balloon. That's what you're doing. You're enca- just like a sausage. There we go. Just that's better. Encasing. I, I like, I like um, that a lot more. But, you, like, I, there are a few games and... <laughs> <sighs> fucking Christ. Goddamn condoms. <sighs> Apparently that should be a more common topic. Um, I will say didactic games are some of my favorite games, it's, but it's, I, I dismissed it. I thought the topic was uh, the idea that should there be more should... or less. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, and again, I agree with you that I don't feel like we need to like try to shoehorn in. There's stuff, any big I, push for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly enough. <sighs> Christ. Fucking Gamergate. The whole thing was I mean, built around the idea of pretending, yeah. pretending that there was a big push. To forcing these lessons down our throat, and there wasn't. Just like look at AAA games; it's barely happening in that space. Um, Ghost of Tsushima was a great one. <laughs> that had some awesome moral lessons from that game. Yeah, like, I like you should really tone your butt because you might have to show it, and uh, it's nice mm-hmm. to have a good butt. Show us Jin's dick. Fucking cowards! Too, too far. But, All right, but, well, yeah. I'm glad anyway. this conversation sputtered out of control. Typical sword chomp okay. fashion. Yeah. Um, um, if, if we're on the ver- if <laughs> if we're on the verge of a break, before we do, uh, Shay owes a biology fact, and Morgan, you owe a minute of horseballs discussion. I'm on the verge of a breakdown. <clears throat> um, is that different from usual? It's not different from usual for me. I don't know what about... kind of breakdown. A normal breakdown yeah. or disrespect your surroundings. Done it, done it. Like one of those kind of breakdowns. <laughs> that was a very specific line. Is that from a specific song you're thinking of? <laughs> uh, data remember. Data remember. What about oh, now? We now 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 we all have but something yeah. to do, do before the break. I still think the greatest breakdown of all time would be "See who gives a fuck." Lamb of God laid to rest. See who gives a fuck. That's got to be top five, right? No. I don't even no. like Lamb I, of God. <laughs> I love that they're throwing a racquetball across the wall, and that's the breakdown. Whatever that noise that you were making was, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> Just a racquetball against the walls. But no, that is a great breakdown. No, um, Sai, for your random animal fact today, the largest frog that has ever lived to date that they have found a fossil record for fossil record for is a is a frog named Bezel Bufo or they call it the devil's frog or the devil's toad or the frog from hell all right they I've found got... uh, this fossil record back in 2008 mm-hmm. uh, it was a very very massive frog that uh, obviously is no longer size around. of a house cat um, there are some debate <laughs> size of a house no there are debates I was trying to look really quick to see if they had at this point figured out the actual size of the frog because that was being debated when they discovered it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you, you never know exactly how the, old a 
you know, a specimen is whenever you find just, you know, a fossil of it. To know exactly how big you're talking. Right. Um, <laughs> right. This prompted in me because I have a friend, uh, she just got a frog terrarium and she's been talking about frogs on social media a lot lately. And, uh, I went down a frog rabbit hole like Ooh. a few weeks ago. And so this one just popped into mind, but, uh, the fossil that they found for this particular, uh, the, the specimen that they found that this is based off of was a 16 inch, which, uh, it's pretty fucking big, man. Mm-hmm. And it's about a 10, 10 pound frog, which, uh, still pales in comparison Small to the size cat. of Josh's dick. Hmm. And again, on this note, there is a dinosaur train song about this frog that I have literally fucking woken up to for the last four days in a row because my kid keeps on watching that episode. Dinosaur train? I've never heard of that. And over. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of the... At least your child's learning. I think we've talked about this a couple times, how a lot of the Jim Henson uh, characters in recent years have been kind of the you do talk about Jim Henson a lot been been turned into uh CGI sort of uh deals. like muppet babies yeah like that like muppet babies but dinosaur train is a CGI uh they're essentially muppet looking dinosaurs just as far as the character design goes but it's 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 in their in their thing with uh this uh T-Rex who was uh his egg somehow got mixed up and put in with some pterodactyls, and so he was, he's been raised by pterodactyls his whole life. Um, as one does. As, yeah, exactly. We've all been um, there. But anyway, yeah, no, this, this song about Beelzebufo, I have heard every morning for the last week um, as I'm trying to wake up because my kid is watching. It would be scary. Watching, I see videos of people watching that episode rap- over and over again. It's weird. There's people that feed live mice to their frogs, which seems fucked up to me. Like they have these like big ass frogs, and they feed them live mice. It just seems a little excessive. I don't know why they. It's pretty normal. They're all over TikTok. Mm. I just don't know why people do that. Shit. Um, Morgan, do you want to talk about horse balls for a minute? Um, I talked a lot about it last week, but I will say that I'm staring at a chocobo's asshole right now, and I'm trying to like you. Know, I don't. Cloaca. I never really thought about it's a chocobo. Cloaca, Morgan. <laughs> never really thought about chocobo <laughs> genitalia before. <laughs> I don't think they would have cloaca. Oh no, you're. It's a well, bird. What else would it have? Uh, you know, it's a fantasy creature. I don't really even know if it's a bird. It's a Could bird. Could you imagine that? Like just running on a chocobo. You're on a chocobo's back, and it just has a massive erection and it's <laughs> just, just swinging back and forth. <laughs> it very much resembles a bird, but again, it has a beak, feathers, and talons it more does. than it's a bird. Well, if it looks it, like a bird, it walks like a bird. It squawks like a bird. It's also a fantasy Probably bird a where people shoot, you know, blue yeah. fireballs out of their <laughs> assholes, so. It could be bird-like, but it could still have a big swinging dick. Who knows? Because it, it's used much like a horse. It has horse-like um, properties, you could say. So, horse-like really. properties. <laughs> so you can sit on it. Yeah, like, uh, by that logic, a chair has horse-like properties. <laughs> 100%. Four legs and you sit on it. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely you, you, related to a horse. You made the bit by just like being like, yeah, exactly. A chair right there in the horse family. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. You know, if the chair, if you could, yeah, if the chair was a living creature and it could transport you around, I, I think we're on the same page. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, All yeah, right. I don't really know what 
100% Chocobo <laughs> genitalia looks like. I could Google it, and I just did. Don't Google I, it. I put in Chocobo. Please don't. Penis. Gens. And why would you um, go with penis? Why would that be the default? Because he's because that is where his brain is at. You're right. If I was a developer, I would That's be like setting, telling a conservative yeah. not to yell libtard. If mm. I was a developer, Josh, I'd be setting a, Shut a the hell up. example that the penis is yeah. the normal way exactly. to Exactly. Yeah. The default <laughs> genitalia is a giant swinging dick with feathers. With yellow feathers. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will right, say this I'll, I'll, really quickly. There is absolutely content out there where beautiful women are getting fucked by chocobos. So just keep Of that. course there is. Yeah. Um, I'll swing out of that before any more questions have an opportunity. Where's the fucking Red Dead 2 horse balls? Well, I was just trying to put a fun spin where, on it for our listeners. Where in that bit were the horse balls? They've, heard, just do what's they've heard so much about the horse balls. I, I just want to give I'm gonna tra- <laughs> I'm, I'm going tra- to tra- transition out of that. Um, for me to show something from my collection, I naturally went back to keep going through the vinyl. So I pulled out the Jack and Daxter uh, soundtrack collection vinyl, mostly right. because the artwork on this is so fucking good. Like, just oh, give you give you a sweeping glance in there. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Jack like, and Daxter even had music. That's weird. Speaking of which, I mean, people what? were mad that we didn't mention Daxter as like, a uh, all... animal companion last week. So. I thought about bringing he's him up. He's a person. He just got he, transformed yeah, he, into an specifically animal. specifically why I didn't bring him up. He's a yeah. precursor, and he's a person. He's a person. Um, yeah, they're... There is great art in every little bit of this. Yeah. Um, every sleeve, it is, it's just, it's so good. I, I love it all so much. All right. And Josh, now, now you're up before we can. Yeah, 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 I'm going to take a pin down because, uh, normally I'd bring the whole pin collection over, but, uh, I just realized that I've got a clitoris over there. On the uh, on the pin collection, and I don't know if a pin of a clitoris is against terms of service or not, but uh, I'm not gonna risk it in in the off chance. Yeah, let's not risk it. Let's yeah. not risk it. So I have to I have to pick something and bring it that. down real quick. Okay, mm. uh, there's You're a bit okay. of a dramatic situation okay. in my house, so this might be a great time to talk about uh, a game that I have not played. Um, <laughs> well, I assumed we were going to take a well, quick we're gonna break go on, after we're this. Gonna go on break oh, I thought we we'll, already took the break we'll earlier when break, we had everything we'll shut back. down. So, people got to pee, man, and people need some water. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't exactly call that a break. You guys got tiny bladders. All right, we'll be right back. What? That I I don't know why he took that to mean we're going on break right what? now. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll wait for Josh. <laughs> this this is. This has been one of the weirdest episodes could, we've ever could not be done less the- on the same page. This has been a wild episode. Anyway, I uh, I picked a lovely. That's a lovely a seagull one. smoking a cigarette. Naturally, for my collection, which is a uh, <laughs> this is from uh, Graham Annabelle, who uh, is a uh, comics artist who's done. Uh, Grickle is probably my favorite thing from from him. He's done a bunch of like uh it's like very dry and surreal sort of uh comics. Um He did mm. uh oh oh he he made um fuck what's the name of it? He's the guy who did the art from the uh it was one of the Telltale um adventure game series. Um, 
Sam and Max revival. No, no, not that one. It was a no, uh, Wolf Among Us. No, no, like ugh, fuck. Let me look it up. Jurassic Park. Guardians of the uh, Galaxy. <laughs> Back to the Future. Batman. Batman. Tales from Borderland. Uh, Walking Dead. Let's um, see. Penis de Milo. Some seventh thing. Nelson Tethers, Puzzle penis Agent. Penis de Milo. Which is... Oh, Penis de Milo. A, like, fargo turtle looking um, sort of setting, but with, like, you know, you know, adventure game character. Anyway, his characters have always got this sort of look to them that yeah, it's great. It's really great. Um, yeah, but Nelson Tethers is the uh, is the one he cool. did the art for. Cool, cool. Um, Morgan's interested already in that sort of us. thing. So why don't I put us on a quick break and then yeah. we'll come back and talk about the games we've been playing this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Break time. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this commercial is brought to you by Chomping After Dark our brand new podcast where we deep dive on video games, talking about the story in full detail. That's right. But we don't just talk about games. We've also talked about many wonderful movies. We talk about things from triple A titles to indie darlings to movies that just plain made us laugh. Yes, we are still waiting for the cat's butthole cut. If you want to check it out, please head over to swordchomp.com or any of the major podcast apps where you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like, dang, I just want to get this podcast two weeks early, head over to patreon.com slash swordchomp where you can get access to Chomping After Dark two weeks early. And we are back with more of the Chompcast. So thank you for hanging with us. This is the second portion of our show where we talk about all the games we have been playing this week. Just a quick rundown of things we're going to be talking about. Genesis Noir, Outriders. Noir. Noir. Just another bit. You say potato. I'm going too far after all the other Um, pretend bits uh, so far. (laughs) Genesis Noir. Monster Hunter Rise, um, <laughs> and uh, that I can ne- I can never remember that other weird Tron Narita game. Narita Boy, about, Josh. Uh, Narita Boy. Called? Narita, Narita Boy. Boy. Yeah. Josh and I have both been playing Narita Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Narita Boy. Um, not to be confused with Narita Boy. So let's start with the ones that'll go a little faster because we've already talked about them before. But let's uh. Let's start with Monster Hunter Rise. That's a big one, Rich. Sure. I've been playing more of that. Yeah, I've been playing a shit ton of Monster Hunter Rise. Um, been talking to a few uh, people in the community about making time to hey. group up. Are we back? Because I'm We've looking been at back. the stream. Right. I'm now. looking at the stream. I'm not and it's, seeing that. Yeah, we're no, it's, going. it's probably just not made it to Japan yet. Okay. All right. I just wanted yeah, to make live. sure that it was my my technology. Yeah. From okay. what I'm seeing, um, I apologize for interrupting. Continue. Yeah. 
I have been playing a shit ton of Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, like I said, uh, I've, I've been talking to a few people in the community about making some time to group up. Um, getting to the higher level hunts, I just wanted to talk about some of the cool shit that kind of comes out of that. Um, stuff I really didn't have time to to key in on last time, just based off how much I had put in. I want to stress again how cool the dynamic scaling bit is, because that has never been a thing in a Monster Hunter. So, like, soloing stuff feels more viable than ever, um, because the game now scales properly based off, like, party size and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I also got to play a bit of the Rampage mode, which I don't know quite how I feel about this. Um, there's a new the one mode... with the rock. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a new there's a new mode called the Rampage mode, where a big part of the lore in this Monster Hunter is this event called the Rampage, where like monsters just sort of destroyed like a lot of this this society. Um, so there's Rampage mode, where the like main the concept is you're de- exactly um, you're defending three gates, and uh, you have sort of an an income and it's base building, it's tower defense. You're okay. setting. It's not quite that, so maybe like horde mode. Just let me. But monster hunter. It y- yes, it's way more horde mode than that. You're setting up fortifications. Some are auto man, some you can man. And if the last gate breaks, you lose. And and the concept is, you know, if anything that these turrets and shit you're you're getting up that gets through, you've got to hunt it yourself. And it can be a lot of fun. You have to beat two of them for the story to keep progressing. And the second one was. I, I I was worried for a second I was going to lose it. It didn't really come that close at the end of it. This seems like a mode that is not really tooled for you to do solo. Mm-hmm. There's just too much going on. And it's not unfun because you could end up getting a lot of resources from it. Because you don't have to kill every monster. You do a lot of damage to most of them to just drive them back where they run away and they leave the fortress. But you do get bonuses for actually slaying the the last monster that attacks, which is always like it'll be like a Rathalos or something, something a big one, yeah, substantial, mm. yeah. Um, so honestly, it, it seems like it's a good way to farm resources. Uh, an, an, another thing that was a lot of fun is I'm getting used to the Wavern riding system, uh, which is that ability to now mount a monster when it's stunned and kind of attack other monsters with it. A a big point of the meta right now actually is when you hit a map, uh, people are saying go find a monster that's not the monster you're hunting, stun it, get on its back, ride it to the monster you're hunting, <laughs> and just use it to chunk the other monster and knock a bunch of parts off of it. Uh, you can also straight up run the monster into a wall when you're riding it, which is kind of hilarious and seems a bit cruel. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of Red hey, Dead too. Yeah. Uh, I've been (laughs) poor horse ran directly into absolute monster. You are, Mm -hmm. I, I'm just, I've always liked monster hunter, but a lot of times it's harder to really settle into. Like, I think this is the one for me and I still want to stress. I'm working on a bigger write up for this. I would not recommend this as anyone's first monster hunter. I still think world is the best entry point to start to learn the series. Um, if you kind of know what you're doing and are looking to learn more, this is a fantastic, like, this is the de facto one to me. A lot of the new monsters are really cool. If you're a Monster really Hunter cool. fan already. Yeah, and, and I've ended up turning myself around a lot. Like, I was always big on the, the hammer and stuff like that. I watched, like, three hours of YouTube videos to teach myself the lance. Um, and I'm really enjoying how tanky that build is. I, I always had an idea from what people had said to me in the past, but I didn't never quite realize 
how just in the monster's face you can get with the lance. And uh, there's like a pretty good counterattack build built in there with the new silk arts that come along with the um, uh, the, the wire bug, which again, the wire bug is fantastic. Um, I haven't had mu- I I grouped up with someone about twice. I'm, I'm looking to do more grouping up um, to really see what the and also grouping up will give me a chance to try weapons that I don't personally. And I think most people would agree feel are that viable solo. Like I want to play around with the bow more. I want to play around with the hunting horn more, but those are not mm. really great weapons to solo hunt yeah, with. Not tools. It, if you've got aggro on you that you it's, really, it's want. possible that they're using this much like the, uh, Game Freak uses some of the the Pokemon spinoffs where they try weird ideas to see what people like. Because I've heard some people say that they would, when they make the next real Monster Hunter game, uh, the world. This is a very much a real um, Monster Hunter game. That they would, uh, they want to see them bring over the more of the wire bug stuff because they really like it. So they kind of try some of these ideas to see how they stick. Yeah, back to the casual. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, I want to stress this: a lot of stuff in World and this were being developed at the same time. Uh, specifically Iceborne. The Wirebug and the Clutch Claw clearly inform each other a lot. Wirebug mm-hmm. feels like a more balanced and just better version of the Clutch Claw. Um, mm. I, 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 I don't understand that take, because this is the main Monster Hunter series, Morgan. 100%, this is the main Monster Hunter series. Well, um, I mean, they're putting is, all the... Yeah, but I mean, for me... This is not them being experimental. A- this is the main Monster Hunter series. There are more monsters in this than there are in World. No, I mean technically, uh, yes, you're right. But I'm just saying for people like me that want like the 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 high end experience. Yeah, you know, you know how like Kingdom Hearts Three is the third (laughs) Kingdom Hearts game, the main Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, it's it. Well, look, Monster. It's just hard to go back. It's hard to go back to those visuals on the handheld. I just can't do it. I I mean, if you're hung up on weird shit, I agree. This game looks fantastic. This game looks fucking phenomenal. Um. I I've no doubt Palamutes will be around to stay, which is great because they're incredibly useful uh, for getting around the map quickly. My Palamute looks like a horseman of death right now. Um, I have him in full Magnum Allow gear, which is one of the uh, new new uh, the, the, of, the big uh, marshmallows. The, yes, those, exactly. Those Magnum you're, you're, Mallows. So you're, you're familiar with them, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this game is just continues to be great and continues to hook me and. Uh, I can't wait to find time to party up with people and do some of these bigger hunts. I think they're already dropping new content at the end of the month, I believe they said. Hmm. Uh, Is the big uh, pickle one in there? Big pickle monster? I don't know what you're referring to. Uh, They call him the pickle monster, but it's like this big... um, I'll find the real name for you. There's like a T-Rex that looks pretty pickle-like. Yeah. It's a a kind of a joke in the monster community. We're talking about the Anjanath? Let me, uh, about, let me let me hold on. I got a real monster Hunter fan. Let me ask. It's him been a while. Question. It's been a while. I can't remember when. Anyway, pickle monster, monster hunter. That was the first thing that popped up. Uh, it's called the um the devil yo devil yo or devil ho whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. I have not one, seen yeah. one yet. That does not necessarily mean it's not in here, but I have not seen it yet. Okay, kind of cool. I don't know why people call it the pick. Oh yeah, of course. Um, no, I'm glad you're enjoying it. You know, hey, that's got that gherkin that are... vibe. Yeah, for people that are not so like elitist about the switch, it looks like people are really enjoying it. So, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad oh that you're having God. a good time. It's so really? much better than World. Uh, World is great. Oh, I hope World Two is good, but no, this is a better game. This I is mean, a way I, better game. 
I mean, it's not it the world like is it, bad by any stretch. This is just such an improvement like it, upon it. It sounds like because you've been playing for so long, you enjoy having some of the uh, handrails taken off a little bit. Um, so it suits you more. But it's that's that's a bold statement to say it's a better game. That's uh, I don't think it is at all. I think most people who are really into Monster Hunter would agree. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it gives me a good poll for next week. I'm write that down. Um, that's cool. Great. I guess I'm just a uh, not into. <laughs> Never forget this game. Thankfully, has the Kizu, the monster that just looks like a dragon that is a dick. You had me at dragon dick. I love it. Uh, so Monster Hunter Rise continued to being obsessed. Or Rich is continuing to be obsessed with it, and he will continue to play it. So. Look, Rich, if it makes you feel any better, I'm going to have to swallow my own poison when Pokemon Snack comes out, and I'm going to have to deal with those horrendous visuals. Oh, no. Poor baby. Oh, dear God. The true Jesus gelatinous Christ. nature. <laughs> uh, it's, like going to a, it's like going back in time to the PS2. Um, so Outriders is another oh, game. I really don't remember the what the PS2 was good. like. <laughs> and it's his baseline. It's like, guys, have you seen the PS5? It's, yeah, you're real elitist about no graphics for a guy that doesn't play games on PC. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. I'm elitist on... I love how the uh, performance consoles. mode is the only way to get 60 Console frames on the PS5. Yes. What I think is funny knowing Josh frames. is that he's... He, so high. he likes the trash on like the PS5. He's like a visual elitist. He needs his, his uh, computer, right? But he's still okay with the Switch, which I think is interesting. It's like it's like either the ugliest or the very best. But the in-between the is, is trash. There's nothing ugly about the Switch. Um... Again, we'll because the people the generally know um, what they're doing on the machine. So there's no reason to uh, try. I, uh, this is kind of... Wanna... We're not talking about something like the PS3 where everyone tried to make everything realistic and everything looked like shit for an entire generation because no one was making anything realistic on a PS3. Um, it seems oh, really? like people know what they're White doing Night Chronicles? with the Switch at this point. So they're they're not going for art styles that the system can't do well i would say this josh very briefly if for and i mean this in all seriousness i think if i had not fallen in love with monster hunter on a next gen system where the you know the part of the detail of the monsters was what made me fall in love with that game and whenever i played the demo i was like i can't, I can't go back um but i will say that I think the Switch is great for Nintendo-based products because Nintendo makes their games look amazing on that thing. Um, and uh, indie, indie games, small games, obviously it doesn't matter if you're playing on the Switch if it's like a, for, uh, an independent game. But it's the, the third-party AAA games are the ones that, that bother me the most. Yeah, I the think. ones who don't for know the what they're record, doing. And, and again, can I stress this? Capcom is pulling fucking wizardry on this thing. Monster Hunter Rise looks amazing. The load times are basically non-existent. Mm-hmm. They're well, rich. You're pulling right, better resources out of this game than Nintendo has for some of its first party stuff. Well, I would say this: you should have the caveat. It looks amazing for a third party Switch game. No, it looks amazing. That's period. That's just factually inaccurate, but I respect your opinion. Uh, let's talk about Outriders a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I actually did. You guys actually play a lot more Outriders because I didn't know how much you guys uh, had played. I played. I played a decent amount more. No. Um, also, I found out later, and this is going to be my pitch to uh, try and convince you guys to keep playing it. I didn't realize it was cross-platform. We could have been playing together this whole time. Oh. oh. Well, 
Final Fantasy 15 or 14 is cross platform too. Rich, we could play. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I don't play with console people. Like you play an MMO for real, or don't play it at all. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, my thing is silly, but of course yours is completely. Yeah, that's logical. ridiculous. Who has time to wait for somebody to type out? <laughs> yeah, for 18 minutes. I have to wait minutes. for you to like a one sentence reply on a PS4 or five. Like, like no, no, no one has time for that. We talk with our. We use our voices. Mm. Get a keyboard, you fucking dork. Yeah. Um. I, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> played much. Yeah, playing a controller and buying exactly one eighth of, of your abilities. You fucking dork. Uh, I haven't played much more Outriders. Uh, my my take on it is kind of still the same, which is <laughs> Outriders. Outriders. Play more Outriders. <laughs> Outriders, love. Are you Royster? Um, Royster's ready for some more Outriders. Outriders. The 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 shooting is still really good. Uh, the story is absolute garbage. <laughs> That's yeah. I only played an hour of it, and I. Hmm. It was probably more, it was horrible. I hated every it's second. Coupled, of it. it was coupled with some of the worst performances. I've like I, just, but like what's driving me is I think the gameplay loop is really good, and hmm. once you, uh, especially that mod system, once you get through is, uh, nothing has quite struck me in a loot loop like that since like Diablo three. Real, like, wow! It's shit. It takes you getting into how those mods work and like plugging in weapon mods and shit like that. And but, all well, that stuff is. Well, Borderlands Three had a really good loot. loot. Borderlands Three is well, fucking no, because you couldn't ever really choose what you got. It was I, too random. I, like, I know I'm in the minority yeah. here. I hate Borderlands Three. Okay, um, but just talking about the loot loop. I thought the loot loop. Was well, no, no, no. no. Like, the, I, the, I, the, I think that's the problem. Like the loot is fine if you don't give a shit about a build or anything. But like the issue with the Borderlands games is that mm-hmm. you're not like he specifically mentioned. Diablo, like the idea of picking specific stats you're going for and like yes, trying to make a, a, like a playstyle yeah. work, that doesn't really that, work. That like that just, it doesn't end up happening in Borderlands. And that's what you this get does a well. gun, and it, it either happens to be good or not. It's not like something you're building that's, towards. That's that's the difference here is um, the mod system because you can plug mods into equipment, and in Outriders, when you scrap something. Any mods that has equipped, you get them back, and you can, like, plug and play them. Um, okay. So you can just keep equipping the guns you like and plugging in the mods that work for the build you're going for. Yeah. That makes sense, because you're saying that, yeah, just more about the ability. I have, yeah, yeah gen- the general consensus is that the game does get a lot more interesting the farther you get in it. So I just was had the bad luck of trying it on the Xbox One X, and I can tell you that it just loaded for... It was, it was like, shocking to go back to the Xbox One X and be like, wow, this thing loads, like, fucking No, that, that doesn't surprise shit. me to hear it either. Um, like, if you'd be willing to yeah. fire it up again, I, I would love to actually group up for some, because I just think that would make the moment-to-moment gameplay that much better. Uh, because mm. the main thing I'm noticing right now is, again, the shooting feels good as hell, but it is it feels very like early Gears of War designs at some point where it's like, yeah. I'm just walking down a path, mm. here's some cover, this is where the next encounter is going to be, but the main difference and what I think the gameplay is tuned so well for is once you realize that the cover isn't for you, it's for the, for the enemies. enemies. Yeah. Yeah, like, it wants you to get out there and engage and use your abilities and fight. Like, you shouldn't stick... Sometimes you need to take cover and, like, assess your situation, but on the whole, the cover is more for the enemies than it is for you. Yeah, that's an interesting... I like that as yeah. a hook. That's the something cover that is for the enemies. It's like, Anthem did well. Like, I know Anthem was a shit show as far as, like, the way almost everything was handled. But a but lot like, of its gameplay loop was great. A lot of the I, gameplay I loop was great. And, yeah, and um, 
I've been hearing basically nothing but good things from a lot of the game devs that I've followed who've been playing Outriders because of the way they handle, like, like, like you're saying, like a lot of the game is built around the enemies, um, and like the the AI and um, the way a lot of the variety in enemies works is just great. Um, an, an, another great thing, again, like the the class I'm playing, I, I talked about this last week, the Technomancer, um, is a long range character. I'm not particularly a great sniper in games, but I've been sniping like crazy because his ability set is really built for it. Hmm. The I want to say the second ability he gets is a, a turret he could put out, and the Technomancer's uh, element is ice. So the turret actually freezes enemies in place when it fires. So mm. guys pop up, they get frozen in place, and then I can pop their heads. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's a that good combo. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, like it works really well. Cool. Yeah, I just people can fly. They're a weird studio. I just keep hoping. That, I feel like this is just a game that people are going to forget about so fast, and no one's going to talk about it anymore. It, it's and a it's very just... good B game. Like, yeah. and there's there's a lot to like here. The story just isn't. Is that the one with Jerry about. Seinfeld? Uh, no, um, <laughs> that's B. That's B movie. I played the B um, game. That's the one you. where the uh, honeybee fucks the human lady. So hot. Um, and she doesn't. She's not judging by the size of a stinger either. No, you know. But yeah, it's, if, uh, if if you guys were want want to try and group up cross platform, I'd love to try playing more of that with y'all. I've been debating getting that this whole time, but I'm just. There's so much else it's, going on at the moment with everything. Yeah, there's else so much kinda... coming around the corner in yeah. in May we'll be and uh, coming wait, yeah. around the mountain. Yeah, freaking Pokemon Resident Evil near Mass Effect. Well, I mean, it's just y'all know what's boom. coming out next week, baby. Next oh, week, Shay's baby. big. Shay, yeah, I'm, Shay, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna out. play it, buddy. I'm playing Dance, a lot of cancer. The remaster's coming out <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it next week. See. I can't wait to talk to about you guys with uh next week about Dorf Romantic. I haven't played enough to bring it up this week, but you know the only bummer is that next week some type of way. Saga Frontier doesn't come out till thir- Friday or Thursday, so we really won't be able to talk about it until just the call following. out of work the day before. Unless we can get a code. Listen, know, listen, listen, listen. Yeah, exactly. If we get a code, <laughs> you bet your sweet ass it's getting talked about. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be nice. You bet your sweet ass. You got nice titties for a little boy. Bet your sweet ass I got some piping hot cum. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I just want to get all of Shay's phrases just dominoed together. Shay has never said that. Sweet ass? Piping? Well, I mean, if you combine them all. It's like a Franken-Shay, you know? All the creepy things. Well, they're not really creepy, but all the things I associate with Shay. Like, when I hear piping hot You're thinking of you. Um... Shout out, shout out to Jay in the chat. All right, so uh, next up is Genesis Noir. Uh, oof. So Shay said that it's a yes. beautiful game, but he has no idea what's going on. Is that correct? Yeah, so this game is very, very difficult to define. Um, I'm going to do my best, Josh. Please help me out where <laughs> you may. Um, this is an adventure game. Um, it's... Unlike anything I've ever played, I'm going to do my best to describe it without giving away what's happening in the story because this game is so story and narrative driven. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's basically you take control of this this character that looks like he belongs in the 1930s, 1940s, the way he's dressed. And it's this very visually arresting art style where they use, uh, I believe, four colors. They use blue, white, black, and gold. Those are the pretty much the only colors that they use throughout the game. Um, I believe there there's a very light usage of orange and red, but pretty much it's blue, white, black, and gold. And what the game, what you are doing in the game, is you are trying to essentially, I I I guess you can surmise this from the title. You're trying to solve a mystery of what the hell is going on. And you are basically put into this room where you have these clues on a wall. And you're told that you have to solve or do something. But you don't really know what you're... You kind of know what you're working towards, but you don't really know what you're working towards. And you have to basically um, walk over... I'm trying to be vague here. To this display... <laughs> And look at the look at these experiences. You don't know if they're memories. You kind of think they're memories. Um, and basically, gather an item. I know I'm being so vague here, and I apologize. What makes this game unique are a lot of the mechanics and the storytelling. Because when you go to this per- a memory or a um, an experience. Basically, you click on it, and then it gives you kind of like a, a scientific summary of what you're about to experience. And you have to figure out, A, how what the scientific summary is applicable to the memory or the experience, but also you have to figure out what this abstract experience is trying to tell you. It's so, it's so bizarre, man. Like. Um, for, for example, one of one, I will give you an example of one of them. Basically you are wandering through this forest chasing after this deer and you are, the the mechanics are weird that you are, you are searching through various plants and then you see tracks and then you got to follow them, but then other people are trying to intervene and then you have this random happenstance where you come across this cave and you go in and you see these ancient cave paintings and you eventually find the deer and then you get the item that you need. And I know that doesn't sound very unique, but it's the (laughs) mechanics that is involved in it um, that makes it unique. And that's what I'm trying not to spoil here because the game uses these mechanics that I've never used before in a game. And it was really, really cool. I mean, did you feel that way, Josh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to nail things down a little bit more than that. But, but yes, yes, the, the narrative of this game is one of the most striking things I've ever played through. Um, it, is, it, is, it is so unique. Um, it is, just like the name says, it is a noir game. You are playing as the detective, just like in all noir films, um, which are, you know, basically gangster movies, but you're, you know, the main character is the detective instead of the gangsters. Um, you're a private dick. Yeah. You, and uh, 
anyway, you're you're trying to not just solve this murder, but because of the setting, which is the beginning of time of of you know Genesis. Um, you are trying to not just solve the murder, but ostensibly prevent the murder. And I, I don't know if you missed this because they they don't do a good job with this because I don't think it's shown. It, it's shown in literally one scene, and then they don't for some reason they don't ever refer back to it, which I think is kind of a mistake. Um, the 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 plot of the game is I didn't miss it. I'm I'm trying to be intentionally okay. vague. All right, I'm intentionally like, trying to be vague. All right. Um, but I, I don't think, again, they don't, you could miss it. This is something missable, um, is the idea that you're, you're trying to prevent this murder. Um, um, and I, I don't know if this was you trying to be vague or not, but anyway, um, someone is being murdered with a big bang. Um, and you see all these different levels, kind of like you were talking about with the deer there, where you are going through visiting um, visiting Earth or different locations at different points in time through essentially an entire universe because the Big Bang happens and all of time happens, you know, as a consequence of that, as of them, you know, trying to kill someone. Um and so you're investigating the universe that they used to commit this murder. Um, and the game kind of unfolds from there. Um, right. And it goes in some really unique places from there. Um, with the... It, it's just, it, is, it is absolutely gorgeous, and it, it takes... So much of the game is metaphorical that it's it's going to kind of take you a little while to think about each level after you play with it and just like kind of um, figure out what they're yeah. trying to say. That was and, and, that was one of the biggest takeaways from me. Yeah, and and not just not just after you play it, but like <laughs> it's completely crazy early on because there's so much happening and it is so unique it's not a thing you have a frame of reference for and i kind of feel like it's not until the last third of the game that you finally and i i think this is a good thing because it is it's a mystery it is it is a noir game trying to figure out how all these pieces fit together does not happen until the end of the game um, which is something a lot of mystery games kind of fail yeah. at. And I feel like because it's such a completely bizarre premise, it, it works here. Um, yeah, I would say it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, for me, I've been piecemealing this game. It's not a particularly long game. I think you, if you know what you're doing, you could finish it in three to four hours. For me, it's taken a little bit longer as uh, some of the mechanics invite some level of puzzle Mm -hmm. in them. Some of them are very easy. um, And some of them, actually, some of the mechanics overstay their welcome as the main character drinks an alcoholic beverage. Uh, Every time, there are geometric bubbles that pop up above his head that you have to pop in three three successions. And that, like, that's not really... 
a puzzle, but that kind of mechanic kind of is overused. Whereas they introduce yeah. these other mechanics that are really, really cool and unique, and you only get to experience them one time. And I didn't understand why they would choose the most that, basic yeah. of mechanics and just rinse and repeat that Going versus back like having to a, some of them. But yeah. anyways. I, 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 I want to I talk speak to that one in particular because I'm, I noticed that. I, I took notes on that as well. Going back to our original topic, that whole having a drink and then having to pop all the bubbles and like that re- that's a recurring thing that kind of happens in between chapters um, as, as kind of a way to frame a memory that the main character is remembering at the time that he was too drunk to remember. Um, that's true. And that's true. I feel like at the end of the thing, there was not really anything that it had to say about him being a drunk or anything. It was just, it felt like there was going to be more to that mechanic because it's put so front and center, but it was just their excuse for why he's remembering something now. That's, and that's it, unfortunate. It, it, yeah. it, it, it I, stood I, out I, to I, me alcohol. right near the end of the game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what, what I was going to say is that for me playing this game, like I said, I haven't finished it. I'm right at the end. Um, I know that just because I wanted to check because um, another thought I'll I'll state later. There, there's a reason why I've been checking, but I felt like I've been playing this in increments and I felt exhausted going into it and exhausted coming out of that. <laughs> and I know that's not a glowing endorsement for why you should play a game, but hear me out for a second. The reason why I felt exhausted is exactly what Josh was alluding to. It's a mystery game. And it's a very, very, it's not one that you just jump into and you're like, oh, this is intuitive. Oh, this is fun mystery. It's a very in-depth mystery. And it's so in-depth sometimes that it can be overwhelming. That One of the things I was talking about is when you jump into an experience or a memory, it has some scientific dialogue. And for me, mm-hmm. that's that's like word porn, essentially. <laughs> because it's talking about different cons scientific concepts that i when i went to university i studied and it actually is talking about some some concepts that i didn't even know about um i can't mm. remember the specific name i'll have to go look it back up um but basically there there's a there's a term that describes civilizations where like a type 1 civilization oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. it uses all the re- resources on the planet type two civilization is that it uses um the star that the planet orbits and that a type three civilization is it uses the entire galaxy and universe um like they're they're it's describing these types of civilizations it's about the amount there, of energy they can capture that which yeah. i didn't know about mm-hmm. right yeah exactly and they're like they're these I could sit here and nerd out about it. I'm not going to. <laughs> um, that could be something we do in a chomping after dark if we chose to do it on this game. But simply saying that, like, that stuff is interesting for me, but also it's a little bit heavy and overwhelming. So for me, I was like, am I really just not enjoying this game? Is that why? And I was like, no, it's because you are getting all this information. And it's not just like, 
information in terms of knowledge of what's happening or world building. It's sensory information. Vi- visually, it's a, a beautiful and arresting game, but there is so much that hap- that's happening on the screen that it can be overwhelming. And there, the music, we didn't even talk about the music and what oh. they do with the audio in this game as well. The music is very much predicated on, um, or not predicated, it's based on the time that it's taking place in. It's a noir game, yeah. so it very much has that jazzy feeling. But also... The, the audio design in this game, I'm not going to say it's expertly done, but it's very well done um, to the point that when you're when you're exploring some of these these experiences or memories, a lot of them are themed and the music kind of curtails itself to relating to that experience so much so that there's this one track um, I was playing early this morning. It reminded me of a song that when um, I went through like a really horrible bout of depression. I'd say about six, five, six years ago. And it reminded me of the song that I was listening to during that time. And mm. it very much fit with the theme that the game was trying to go for at that time. Um, and it does other interesting things too with the audio design, like the mechanics very much um, come into play with the audio design. And it, like, there's so much happening that it can be really overwhelming. And that's what I really like about this game is that it can be overwhelming, but you can also take a step back from it, not too long, because obviously you're going to forget what's going on. But as you're going through each memory, I could do one to two memories and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, that was enough for today. I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, like a memory is a good chunk if you're like... It it does a good job of of giving you a ton to think about, but also being divided up into manageable um sessions cool um in order to give you time to process these ideas um and yeah like this this game um i'm not going to spoil the ending but it's got multiple endings and they all manage to work on that noir level as far as like okay how how should this story wrap up but even still be surprising like it's um mm. yeah no it's 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 i i this is this is it's it's a lot like this is a game that kind of demands something from you even though it's not like time wise it's not a huge investment but it's just it's something you're going to have to think about because the game itself Like the the premise doesn't work unless you get the mystery, and in some games they kind of mechanically force you to just like make sure you understand the systems that are going on here. Um, and this game does not do that, um, and I feel like that's that's kind of kind of be a big. It does not handhold you. It does not. It, it will let you go through the game just figuring out the puzzles, and if you don't understand the themes they're trying to get across if you don't understand kind of like the overall picture um it'll be very confusing by the end and again i feel like that works because of yeah what noir is um like it it is it is a very noir story structure to what they are trying to get across but again it's it's based on these bigger you know on a on a scale of humanity on a scale of the universe like what these these sort of ideas that they're exploring with that framework um 
And I just, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it once I kind of understood what it was doing, which kind of, it was, it was crazy. And it, it took a while to understand that even for me, like it was, it was probably like halfway through the game where I was like, okay, I've got a beat on where they're kind of intending, you know, th- this thing to, to end up. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd be curious, like, I'm going to ask you probably privately because I don't want to air that out here on the show. Um, I'm kind of curious to where that moment was for you because that's kind of what happened to me. Like, the first half of the game, granted, I, again, I'm not finished. I was like, I don't really understand what the hell they're trying to tell me here. Uh, and that's that's because the game, again, really requires you to think deeply about what you're experiencing and um, they don't handhold you at all. But there was a point where I was like, okay, I see where this is going finally. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point is when the game finally starts picking up. Um, it, yeah, it really speeds as, up towards as we the wrap end. Up, yeah. Yeah, and as, as we wrap this up here, because we don't want to go too long on this game, um, it's the beginning half really for me, despite it requiring a lot mentally, I felt like the beginning was doing a lot of exposition and setting itself up. I don't know how it culminates, so I'm not going to say it overstays its welcome. Even though I feel that way right now, I don't know how it culminates, so I can't definitively say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will say that. Yeah, I can tell that from your framing of the intro. Up. So, yeah. Just right. just from the framing, I, as, if, if that gives you any as, indica- indication of how yeah. insane things get (laughs) right and i'm excited to see where it ends up um last thing i'll say about it is that i i've not experienced a video game like this in my life um you know it, it has it has characteristics of other games or other mediums like josh said it is a noir experience but it still is unlike anything i've ever played uh th- there were there were some um dips in video quality that i noticed like some some areas looked amazing in the beginning of the game and as i've gotten to about the middle section there are certain sections that i don't know why i don't know if this was an artistic choice or it's just that um it, the the game is dragging in these areas or if it's my my older xbox 1 that's dragging um i would certainly think it's probably largely part due to the console a little bit to do with the game but definitely some video dragging areas where it looked like i was playing on a cctv um and i've had the game bug out on me i think about yeah. three times now yeah uh, twice it shut my cons or it shut it, the game itself off and then there was one time where um i actually had to look up a puzzle because i i could not figure out what the game wanted me to do and i tried every single combination i possibly could to only look it up and notice that the game itself actually glitched out on that puzzle yeah so i had to restart the game um, and fix the puzzle in the first week um, or so there were there some couple, of those issues in the game there were a couple but, bugs that uh, just broke me, puzzles that uh for, um just looking at the patch notes i've seen over the last week or so it seems like they have mostly fixed those um like they fixed all the ones that I've encountered anyway. Um, so hopefully you shouldn't have any issues yeah. where puzzles just, um, yeah, yeah I, there were, I, I hit one of those as well, where just there was a bug where a trigger just wouldn't happen and something just wouldn't be interactable that you were supposed to be able to 
to interact with. Um, and that that one was fixed right. as a patch note I saw, I think, like two or three days ago. Um, so hopefully some of those shouldn't be issues. Mm. I never yeah, really it's... had the like video dips, so that may be a console thing. Like It doesn't look like there's a lot going on given the color palette and it being a 2D game, there's 2D-ish game. But there's so much detail going on in there that I I could see some of that being just you know it's more complicated than you think and so that could kinda... there's a ton of animation in this game mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I I think it's a game that honestly it's a must experience this year and I think like even outside of this year it's a must experience in general if you like slower games you like games that involve mystery or just things in general that involve mystery this is uh for me this is going to be an unforgettable experience that i'm going to reflect on like 10 years from now and still think about i'm going to be like yeah i played that one weird ass game called genesis noir (laughs) yeah i still have never played anything like it let me describe it to you like it's a game that i'm going to reflect on uh far into the future um it's it's a game you just need to experience and I, i apologize to all the listeners here who are getting very vague details from us. There's so much is about the mystery in a mystery game. That's yeah. kind of the, the point, but also like being vague on some of the other things that we're being vague on is because I don't want to ruin the experience for you. Jo- Josh gave us very little details when he said this game is out, go play it. And I'm really, really glad he <laughs> that that was his choice because stepping into it, had he given us more details, I would have, formulated an opinion me having gone into it knowing as little as i did really allowed me to experience this this game uh fully so there's nothing like it and if that's not an endorsement i don't know what is so um barring the minor things that we said that are issues you should definitely make time to play this game and by the time we're talking about this hopefully a lot of those have been taken care of so it's it's and and even I don't know about your situation exactly, but most of these chapters are so short that if you have to restart a chapter, it's like at most five minutes you have to replay. Um, these were not like, oh man, I had I had an issue and I just I just lost an hour of progress sort of things. Um, so even even if something well, particular yeah, hasn't nice been thing. fixed, um, the, the the issues I did have. Um, weren't even enough to like really um dissuade me from continuing on it's it's really quick to get back into that section Mm -hmm. um i know that like because i said i had to restart three separate times that you because it's a mystery game a lot of the stuff that you are learning about as you're moving through those experiences you already know because you just experienced it so you can kind of breeze through it and get back to that area you were just at in the case that you experience a glitch really quickly which is what josh is saying yeah yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm surprised you're um I'll have to check it out. I had no idea you're that high on it. I I didn't I didn't personally think it looked interesting and I I saw a lot of the bad reviews and I was like, I don't know, but it sounds like hearing you talk about it that you really enjoyed it, so I'll have to give it a shot on Game Pass. I I see like I saw a lot I saw a lot of bad reviews and I see a lot of people saying just like trite reviews on it like oh this is fucking boring oh it's slow oh this is bullshit Uh, like i've seen a lot of reviews be like that and 
I also seen some reviews where people are like, the, uh, <laughs> the, the story that this game is trying to tell is uh, uh, bollocks. You know, like pe- there bollocks. are people on each side of the spectrum. Um, so I, I, I would say, like, I'm not saying it's an amazing game. I'm saying it's a game unlike anything you've ever experienced, for better or worse. We'll pick a side, Fencer. Solely off of that. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You, yeah, something could be flawed and bad and still be something you want to experience because it's unique. Both flawed those, and bad. What uh It could be <laughs> flawed. Crazy. I wouldn't say it's bad. I'm not putting those words. I'm just saying it. You could have something that is flawed and still something that's yeah. No, no. Like there's definitely no. no, definitely no I get what you're saying. Times when that happens. Um, but uh, but like yeah. I I don't even I see how this could again. They don't give you anything with the story. It is it is definitely on you to interpret what they're trying mm-hmm. to say. Um, in this game, and so there's there's a lot of room for you to be like, oh man, there's, there's not even a story in this game, and it's a narrative game. Like, I can see that. Usually, like, critics usually like that stuff, though. They like the sort of pretentious, like, ooh, what did you get from it? You know, the well, ambiguity. That's it's, it's. It's interesting. I guess I'll just have to just yeah. play it for yourself on Game Pass and see what you think. And if you think Shay's wrong, I'll give you his handle yeah, and you can yeah. go yell at him. At Professor Layton, two ends <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> but, Just kidding. But, no, yell at Josh. Yeah. Get at me. Yeah. But, Ooh, kinky. I, I must ask, in the meantime, Josh, how much have you visited Narita, Japan? Uh, I'm very early on Narita Boy, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. I am, what did I get? I think I'm like three hours in, something Okay. Something like that. We, um, we might be a little close then. Um, this is another Game Pass joint. Yes. Uh, Narita Boy Game Pass uh, is a Metroidvania that, you, I love Metroidvanias. It, it's very, it's got light. a lot of Metroidvania. Metroidvania light so sure. far? We'll see. Sure. We'll see if it, how it goes. I, how I, it goes. I think it turns into yeah. more of that. Yeah. Um, but that's not even most of the selling point. This game's got style out the ass. Um, it is a very 80s aesthetic um, of like early internet aged. You being sort of pulled into a cyber world uh, where, where you were supposed to be some sort of savior. Uh, one of my favorite aesthetics yeah. they immediately establish is the the sword weapon you get has a shotgun based attack where you just hold the sword like it's a shotgun, and I, it's so stupid. I just purely love that. Yeah, it does an awful lot of. I wasn't sure at first because there's been an awful lot of hey, let's just use '80s aesthetic to trick people into you know consuming our media. Sort of but that seems to be on. very tied to the narrative um, they're trying to tell here. Yes, and that that I took me a while to kind of understand whether they were going to do anything with that or not, because it, like the game the starts first... off and like, hey, look, we're Tron, and then two minutes later you're like, hey, look, we're the last Starfighter, um, and like it just it starts hitting all those things like very on the nose that it took me a while to understand if they were doing anything interesting with it. And I think the the first inkling of that, like where it, the part of the story that starts to seem interesting is the first time you're 
pulled into that little like background area where it starts giving you the the, the creator title memories Nar- Narita boy comes from yeah we're, we're yeah, getting yeah. those memories of growing up in japan and uh like I, that's the stuff i keep wanting to see more of that's the the writing that's interesting to me yeah that's 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 kind of where i landed on it as well as far as like okay all right i see i there it's this is not just an aesthetic choice like they're obviously intending to do something with this it's, it's tied closely to the the narrative they're trying to tell clearly yeah, yeah. and from the beginning i wasn't sure whether that was going to be there or not, because it kind of it takes, I don't know, like almost an hour to have you understand that they're gonna, they have intentions for this art style. Yeah. Um, and before it's that, it's a point, good art style. It's it's, it's a striking. It's a good look. art style, but also I've seen enough games where it's like, it's hey, been done we're, before. It's not new. Yeah. yeah. Like we're just gonna pick every single '80s cliche and run with it. Um. And I was I was kind of worried at that point because it's it's hitting so many of them that yeah. um like I've seen this go off the rails before. Um Remember when the internet was new? Yeah, and so I'm I'm enjoying it so far. It's uh it's got a weird sort of I'm trying to think of like a good comparison. Like it 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 feels very much like sword and sorcery to me so far as far as how sure, they're yeah. using this framework of a, you know, like the common knowledge of of these tropes of these these mechanics to to get across something more meaningful um and i think i think the game is doing it really well from everything i've seen so far um whether or not it sticks the landing is going to really kind of come down to the story they're telling with it so far but i'm totally. i'm very intrigued from the few hours i've played so far um totally the the combat is kind of i mean it's it's not it's not sword and sorcery but it's kind of that sort of it feels very pared down um and, and minimalist it's pared for, down but i i feel like every hit has weight which i appreciate mm-hmm. like um What's the fucking um, horrible terminology everybody uses to describe Souls games? Um, every action has 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 a lot of weight to it, which okay. I uh, in like in in two D games is is rare, which in a way that yeah. that I kind of like in this. It's when simplistic. So, when talk but, about, yeah, when people talk about Souls games, are always like every action is so deliberate, but it never feels cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's it's everything feels really deliberate and it's not even so much like purely deliberate i just feel like there's weight behind every attack in a way 2d games don't often capture when it's just like i'm spamming this button to slash really quick every yeah every animation feels deliberate and 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 it feels like it has weight behind it yeah does that affect the mm, gameplay because it's more deliberate does it feel like you have to be like it's challenging you have to be very careful with your attacks i I don't think so it just feels more satisfying and something like every like it's hard to describe but i think you know what i'm it's like a game josh like it's game feel it's everything feels weighty yeah like it it would almost feel like a souls like but the save system is so forgiving that like that doesn't you, really matter. You fuck up and like oh you start at the beginning of the screen again. It's it's not really a, a deal as far as like punishing in any way. Um, 
but it does feel satisfying when you succeed. Yes. Like the, the only thing I'm not, the way the combat and the movement systems kind of interact is not perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. I've, I've noticed a lot of times where like, you'll feel like you just really slide around whenever you're, um, just like trying to land on a platform or something. It's like really, it's like, it doesn't feel floaty in the air, but like once you get on the ground, it's like fucking controlling Luigi in a, in a souls game or something. Um, so perfect. Um, (laughs) which yeah, eh. Luigi's the best way to play the, uh, the, the galaxy games like those, that, that, that's, but the best new game plus stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, if it feels very slidey, very sort of anyway, um, I I feel more like the combat is serviceable, at least in my opinion, than that it's like a mm-hmm. selling point. Anyway, um, it, it, it's never going to be the selling point for me. I just felt like that was worth mentioning because, again, not like oh the challenge is so amazing. I I like the weighty feel to it. Like when mm-hmm. you come out the other end successful, it feels good because of that. Like those home run strikes where you just blast the top half off an enemy feel really good. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah. I, I, the animations in this game are excellent, and that's that's another kind of comparison to um, Sword and Sorcery, where I feel like they are doing so much with such small sprites, such um, which again that used small sprites, but like we're gonna make them huge, so you pay attention to the sprite itself. Um, and this game does an awful lot with the, that idea of uh really just engaging and satisfying animations like the the animation of this game is outstanding um mm-hmm. and you feel that in the combat a lot like that's that's it's the most immediate way you feel it but it's it's there kind of throughout um this idea of animating these really low like they, they draw attention to it in a few scenes. This Your character is 20 pixels high. Like, you're you're not even a full-grown adult. You're only 20 pixels high. Uh, you're a Narita boy. boy. Um, yeah. But, like, it is it is a very low-res character that they're able to impart a ton of personality to, which is I, I kind of where I'm pulling a lot of these sword and sorcery comparisons from because that game kind of... I feel like that was the first one to perfect that idea of like, how do we make, you know, the Atari 2600 um, aesthetic work in a modern day? Like what, what can we possibly do with these ridiculously low resolution um, environments? Um, Mm. And I feel like this game is kind of, in that in that same sort of um, movement, artistically, totally. I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, I'm still really early on. It sounds like you are as well. I I want to play a bunch more of this. Um, it's one I've been keeping an eye on for a while. Uh, Metroidvanias in general are kind of my jam, and this one's got a good style on it. So I I think maybe we can check back in on that at some point, but. Early hours, I'd say I, I'm I'm hopeful to see more of it. Very hopeful. I'm I'm feeling more drawn in by the 
art style and by the narrative than by the gameplay. By play. that narrative. That, agreed, agreed. But from I, what I, I do played. hope that changes because, mm-hmm. like, while that's not a bad thing, I, I'd like all of the, the entire package to be good. Same. Um, but I can also say, thankfully, it's on Game Pass. So if you have even a remote interest, it's totally worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah, just to see it because it is, uh, it is, it is it's pretty. A, cool looking game mm-hmm. um also at one point one of your armor upgrades just puts a computer monitor on your head and that's pretty funny mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah cool um do you guys need to take a break before we go into polls probably either take a, way a quick one probably okay. worth it for just the ad break in the edit yeah quick break and then we'll talk we'll laugh with some polls and round up the show and we'll this. we'll be right back Hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a t-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. All right, I'm putting okay, this back in. Okay, okay. Put it back. Good thing I canceled going to basketball today. Mm-hmm. Who needs basketball? Those aliens. Well, are you sure you want your light on now? Because that that's definite be- different from what you had earlier. What are you talking about? We're already live, which is why Rich is doing live. the thing. Like it's as soon as Morgan showed back up. Oh no! Um, because we're later than oh, okay. normal. Well, never mind. I had to um for our listeners because we're going later than normal because we had some of the the issues we had. I had to. I have another light over there that I turned off, so it probably looks a little different. I can't keep it on because my my baby will wake up. Um, so maybe that's why it is. But yeah, no, it's the same lighting I use. Uh, my TV <laughs> over there lighting comes in, and then Show. I use. My Blastoise, and then my monitor. It's a show, so. But uh, yeah, this area is now dark. Gin. So, history lesson. Yeah. Uh, this is the fun part of the show, where we talk about really dirty, terrible things and make everyone hate us. This is um, not the end. Have intro. we done. not done that the whole runtime? I feel like I've Absolutely failed if not. I haven't accomplished that the entire runtime of this podcast. That's true. Well, and you can light you things up with. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> Your life has been a lie. Mm. Oh, speaking of last week, is Mario donkey punching Yoshi? That's the first poll I put up. I put the polls up every Tuesday on the Sword Chomp Instagram page, and 77% of our audience said Mario is indeed donkey punching, <laughs> donkey punching, <laughs> donkey punching the shit out of Yoshi. Um mm. It's violent, it's sick, and it's disturbing, quite frankly. And we saw it all through our childhood, just over and over. Boom, 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 boom. And we did nothing about it. Nobody said a goddamn thing. It's horrendous. 
Mm. Actually, PETA said a goddamn thing. PETA got actually really mad and tried to. I believe they yeah, tried but, to sue but, Nintendo. But PETA sucks. Um, so overriding Yoshi, <laughs> for making Yoshi your travel companion. Is that true? Are you are you telling the truth? That sounds right. No, because like yeah. Mario would punch Yoshi. That's how the tongue comes out every time. Is he like punches or slaps yeah. the back of Yoshi's head? So PETA actually tried to uh, like get them to stop. With that it's animation. amazing how you cannot possibly make up anything dumber to make fun of PETA than what they've actually done themselves. So if this is a bit, it is less dumb than anything else they've ever done. <laughs> well, I was the, gonna say the easy shit, part a... was they escaped it by it's not a bit. It's hundred percent real and yeah. saying that dinosaurs aren't even real. So, mm-hmm. oh my god, just a trick that by Satan and put in the earth in order to fool us Christians. We should record our podcast from that creationist museum. <laughs> Where they have was, like the dioramas of dinosaurs fighting giants and gladiator arenas. I was gonna say that if it was not real, um, we could have made a really funny meme that could have went around. But yeah, I'll have to look into that. that no, we, now we don't have to. We'll just be able to find their old ads. Yeah, Shay, you should you should find that and send it to us later. That's amazing. That is fucking crazy. And like Josh said, you wouldn't have known it was a bit or not it because too. it's. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't have known if it was a bit or not because it seemed believable. Also, just because I'm a sick bastard, I made our audience have sex. Uh, <laughs> I made our audience engage in bestiality this you week. You made our burst. audience have sex? You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Had to happen eventually. <laughs> you know, I'm just having fun with the poll sliders on Instagram and uh, doing terrible things. You so. cannot make our audience slide on your poll. We've been over this, Morgan. <laughs> That was really my only goal with this whole podcast, so I'm a little bit heartbroken that you said that. Um, <laughs> it was definitely not a majority, but I was happy to see that 45% of our audience is bothered by the Switch's blurry, low resolution, and terrible visuals, um, which we mm. joked about earlier. Which is just a joke, basically. Um, I mean, I believe it, but it's not like something I really care about. So, But yeah, it's hard, it's hard for me to get into a lot of the... The one thing that I will give them on this is that because of the power requirements of getting the thing to run off a battery um, in handheld, it's running in handheld, the thing is far less impressive than in docked mode. And I really feel like Hmm. it should be much closer one-to-one obviously it's got lower resolution but like just the lower resolution should be enough that there aren't any other trade-offs at that point it should just be lower resolution and everything else should be running essentially the same um and it's not quite there like that that is the only part of this that i give any credence it's the trade-off for portability yeah i mean and and i understand it was a trade-off they made for battery life because they don't want the thing just you know, burning through the entire charge in no time at all. But like, it's it's noticeable switching from dock to handheld. Uh, the difference in quality. Feel feel how hot your switch is when you take it out of being in docked mode for like an hour. Yeah, like they're doing so much more with that processor compared to it running in handheld. Um, like I've been mostly playing Monster Hunter docked, and boy, does that really? game look okay. fucking good. Mm-hmm. Well, Rich, you're a much kinder guy than I am. That's for sure. Nah, I'm uh, just let's... not. Uh, 
Hold on. Have you played it, Doc? No, you know what? No comment. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't played the game at all. Mm. I I played the demo. Yeah. Unless the game magically looks a lot better than the demo. So. Uh, every I other time we've docked, talked no. about this, then you you've not played it docked, which again is kind of my point. Like it. Yeah, I always it does a lot because to to help with battery life, as far as. Lowering settings. I mostly play my Switch dock. I spent eighty dollars yeah. in that fucking Pro controller. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. I think just because the Switch is portable, I like. I'd rather lay around with it and like kind of utilize it for like what it's best at. But yeah, I don't. I don't usually dock it. But that's the thing. Josh is proving, and I agree with it. It's it's not best at it. Like yeah, if you're like talking that's, about that's performance. The issue. Like, docked, it's better. It's significantly better just by having a consistent power supply that it doesn't have to worry about burning through in no time at all. It it's it's significantly, um, yeah, more, more capable yeah. as a docked well, I mean, console. It it's um, not like some sort of revolutionary thing. Everyone knows that when Nintendo designed Switch, they designed it to be, you know, far less powerful. But the portability was going to make up for it. You could take it on the train. You could take it on the bus. That's, but that's sort not of the what trade-off. we're talking about. We're talking about how how significant the difference is between these performance while docked while undocked yeah like yeah, everyone's know, like oh my god it's, even docked, it's not gonna like it's really to not when it's docked but when yeah, it's not at all but when it's in handheld it's absolutely last gen um and that's kind of kind of the issue that they like I, they needed to solve it one way or the other um and this is probably the right call as far as having it you know you don't want it to just blow through I mean, th- thinking back to the failure that was the Game Gear. Well, you don't want to put 10 AA batteries in your console? Well, like, the reason being, they wanted it to look as good as a home console at the time. The technology was not there in order to get that to happen. Yeah. It burned through batteries mm-hmm. like nothing. You'd put 10 AA's in there, and you'd th- the, the entire thing would be out of batteries within an hour. It was it was insane how fast the thing I burned just, through batteries. So I just I don't get this narrative that the switch looks worse in handheld. I mean I played Pac Man ninety nine the last night and it looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you for that much needed comic uh break there. It was time for that, yes. Well, but and, and for the record, Rich, I, I do agree with you. I do think, for, even though I do think you have to have the caveat of it being for a Switch game, I do think it's one of the better-looking Switch games. I wouldn't put it on, like, that tier with, like, Breath of the Wild or anything like that necessarily. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that most people would put it up there in, like, the the upper echelon. Echelon. You complained enough about Breath of the Wild, so I, I say we just move on. Echelon. <laughs> Could have looked better. Could have looked better. Uh, let's see here. Uh, speaking of looking better, can't look much better than Elizabeth Olsen and Brie Larson. Shay will appreciate this. You dirty pirate, you. Uh, we pirate. have uh, <laughs> no context. Just no Shay the dirty yeah. pirate. Yeah. Um, you smelly always, pirate hooker. Always pirating that <laughs> that's ass. That's what I am. <laughs> oh, Doesn't get it through the proper yeah, channels. <clears throat> A lot of Elizabeth Olsen fans. I do want to say this because I thought it was hilarious for whatever reason. We had a post blow up this week with uh, uh, it was a tweet from Alana Pierce about Godzilla vs. Kong. And it was almost comical how much that post exploded and being the biggest post we've ever had. 
in like all the hours and time I spend agonizing over social media, I mm. took someone's tweet while I was taking a shit, and this thing exploded about <laughs> two thousand likes. It is like insane for us. So Fuck. that's where it died at. I'm going to need to grow much better tits for our post to take off like that if we want this to continue. Oh, get on it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I mean, you don't need to do anything that drastic. Just get a six pack. I don't think. I don't I don't know. Know. And then just put. No, 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 no. Just put a small picture on each one of the abs saying, like, these are my six favorite games this <laughs> year. <laughs> Paint it on. The fun, the funnest thing about the post blowing up was getting to see what it's like to have like an account like that because you get so many weird comments and people just like yelling at each other and saying yeah weird yeah no like gamers Godzilla are disgusting and stuff yeah they're the worst it, it was uh, hilarious if you're listening to this show and you have not seen apologies that post, to anyone with boobs it's uh, for for all of gamers like I am yeah. I'm legitimately mm. sorry I I think agreed. <laughs> I I think what's underrated here is uh, Rich's comment. Like he said, they're the worst because he was implying that he's a part of that himself, and he's basically saying he hates himself as well. Mm-hmm. He was not I excluding do... himself, and literally, you guys didn't catch the subtlety of that. I do hate myself. Uh, unrelated. <laughs> hey, come on, he, he's playing the. Well, okay. Um, I was gonna say he's playing the Switch. Of course, he hates so. Uh Rich, you will not. You will not like this, I and I am, I'm, I want to apologize. Uh, I haven't liked any of it audi- so far. <laughs> I know. This has been very uncomfortable for you, I'm sure. Uh, 60% of our audience, 60, said that Sonic Adventure was and still is good. Well, a lot so. of people like actual hot garbage, so it makes eh. sense. A lot of poor children grew up with that. It's, yeah. Good. You just, you're not used great. to it. Good. Like the idea of the Earth being, you know, just a few degrees warmer. It's not right, but you're used to it at this point. So it's, yeah, it's nor- it's normal for you. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I've not played Sonic Adventure in a long time, so I don't know if it still is good or yeah. bad. I couldn't. Oh no, it. don't no, it never was good. The the, the well, nice that is thing about it. Loose. I'm 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 gonna play devil's advocate here because uh, it's been a running theme for this show. Because you're the uh, devil. It's it is uh, one of the more unique Yakuza games. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it? Just think I, about I, it for half a second, just, right? Maybe, maybe it's because I'm older, but I just wish you guys could have remembered what it was like to like tear open that new Dreamcast smell and put in Sonic Adventure when it was like cutting edge in whatever 1999 or whatever it was. It was, it was yeah. magic. I'm telling you, it was magic. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I hearken back when I think about the old days. Mm, that good old Dreamcast smell. Yeah. Why don't they capture yeah. that in an air freshener? Hell, How dare a cologne. You on the dream Hell, <laughs> an incense stick. Hell, a detergent. Well, it just smelled ah. like all new things smell. Great. You know, new consoles, new electronics. They have that new electronic smell. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Right around that time, I was getting a. Uh, I get mine used. Nice candy colored. I get my iMac. consoles used so I get the BO smell put into the console. Mm. Mm. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was uh, still PC and, gaming at that point, so we were playing actual games. Um, whatever that 
poor thing came out. Haven't we had enough elitism on this podcast today? No, no. Last of Us 2 elitism. 90s PC gaming was not elitism. uh, PC elitism. You'd have to you'd have to edit your BIOS to get those damn things to run back in the 90s. Um, I was living. Yeah. That's what I love about how passionate these (laughs) debates we have. It was a nightmare trying to to laugh at each other's run in the 90s. Um, It's funny. We all have our quirks and they're funny. Yeah, Sonic Adventure's a bad game. <laughs> well, Rich, You're I'm gonna, very glad it's gonna it's gonna haunt you. That our audience all tonight thinking about it being the Lost Yakuza game now. It is it is um, it, is, also, it is very much a bizarre, off kilter Japanese role playing game. There's no darts in it. No. Darts. Shenmue was on that same mean. console, and that's the Lost Yakuza game. Sonic's not for Chief O'Brien saying darts. Mm-hmm. I need that in my life. 61% of our audience said that Pikachu, of course, is the greatest animal companion of all time. Sorry again to Yoshi. Again, Rich, I'm not trying to pile it on. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't think we're surprised, though, that Pikachu... Yeah, I was. Very pop. Were you really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Pikachu, the best. I feel like in the States, no. I'm not surprised by that in the States. I feel like Pokemon was such a big deal here. That, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't a big deal in Japan at all. <laughs> no, no, I mean, by contrast. Like, I feel like Yoshi just kind of stuck around and has continued to be popular there, whereas I don't feel like a lot of the Yoshi stuff caught on in the States as much. Well, I can tell you this, my daughters still have Pikachu plushies. And, you know, mm-hmm. Pikachu has endured somehow. I wonder how she got those. Probably got a job, earned her own money, and, and got those got those Pikachu plushies. Probably. Mm. Well, they're well, trying to do it herself. After Morgan got done cutting holes into his little mm. plushies and fucking them that he gave him to his daughter. Oh, that's <laughs> too no. far. That's too far. Why did oh, I say that? No. I sewed these back up. Christ. Here you go. Oh my God. We're not live, are we? We're not live. I'm this so is sorry. Not... That was way live. too inappropriate. I'm sorry, oh Morgan. I went too far. It's okay. Was, it's if it makes was, you feel better. We've lost all of our lot. viewers. Shay, that was so that was a lot. They funny. were already gone. They were already gone. <laughs> the only people watching the show right now is us, oh, which damn. I think is indicative of the quality that we put out there. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just three guys over there are, going. Please, yes. please edit that up. <laughs> So we are be- <laughs> You can't edit it out of the internet, Shay. It's stuck there forever. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'll get a clip and put it all over Instagram. Oh, mm. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, Obviously, we're exhausted. Yeah, let's we're leave, please. Wait a minute, night. fuckface. Oh. Oh, no. Patreon poll. Oh, no. Thank you. I did it again. I'm so Thank sorry. You. I'm very, very angry that you forgot about that. You always forget about my poll. It's not the first time and won't be the so, last. It's a, it's a running joke we have. Patreon pretend, poll. Pretend to forget about it. Nah, it's not a joke. You just hurt me. You wound me, sir. <laughs> um, no, because I knew that you were running some disgusting, depraved polls on um, Instagram this week that I decided to do something a little bit different. The Patreon question of the week revolves around first dates. I specifically asked, do you think it is necessary and polite to bring a gift for your date? And I said, paying for dinner and or transportation does not count. Neither does plan B. 
Morgan. Um, or is it overkill to bring? Or is it overkill to bring? You're talking about uh, Morgan going overboard. Uh, two there. people said yes. Bring a thoughtful gift. And then six of the patrons said no. May freak the person out or set a standard that I don't want to set. A first date. So there you have it. A first date. Yeah, chivalry is in fact dead. So this is easy, yeah. Shay. Um, you wouldn't bring a traditional gift. What I was surprised to hear is that a lot of men do not bring flowers on the first date, which is offensive to me. I always bring flowers on the first date, and it has never Aren't served me wrong. Um, bef- obviously before I was married. Hey, he's been married twice, Rich. So it's yeah, never, clearly that works more than you. If anything, it's. It can send a, if the date does not go well, you're like, shit, I got him flowers. They're going to be in love with me. But no, it's just, a, I think, a kind gesture. I always bring flowers on the first date, which is in a way a gift, but it's not too creepy. Yeah, no, if you do anything on the first date, it has to be completely neutral. So, yes, flowers, something like that. No, you don't bring a gift on the first date. That's fucking neurotic. Like, if you. If you like the person, if you make a connection on the first date and there's something that you, like, know they're into, second date, you can bring something like that that you know shows you paid attention, that you are into the things they care about. First mm-hmm. date, that's like... That's like the fucking... You know when Facebook greets you by name, like "Good morning, Shay" or some shit like that. It yeah, is no, the it's most too personal. Yeah, nobody likes that. That's that's what a gift on the first date is. It is it is it is a corporation greeting you by name and acting like they're your friend. Is is the gift on the first date? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm. I I kind of ask this question in part because I see your point, and I don't disagree with it, Josh. I I viewed it as more like we're coming out of the pandemic. There are some people who probably met online, so they've gotten to know each other for a while. Okay, and now they're about to have their first official in person date. Hmm. In that context, yes. But it's the same reasoning. It's to show that you've paid attention to them. Um, yeah, and again, I don't think, attention. yeah, I think in that context it's not that bad, but I still think that flowers would be a much safer bet, you know? You don't want to look too desperate. Even if you are. I mean, I just fucking buy him a diamond ring the first time. I'm like, <laughs> either we're going here or we're not going anywhere. Gotta be in it to win it, like, you know what I'm saying? Let's just get this out of the way. Yeah, I just get down on one knee. I got you this. It doesn't mean anything, but I got you this. <laughs> Bold, move. Bold move. I want. You know, I wonder what would happen if I did that. Like, just because Rich, you and, you and I are the only single guys here. Just like fucking invite someone out on a date immediately. A f- you meet up with them. Just drop down on your knee play. immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like. Pull a ring out, be like, hey, let's fucking do I this. I know we just met, but will you fucking marry me? Just a thing let's I do. Just, fucking let's go. <laughs> the I ultimate wonder, ga- what's the, the success ultimate game rate of chicken. Well, on that note, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Che. Um, 
<laughs> of course, I want to thank Josh for being here from Michigan, Rich from New York, Shay from Japan. I, of course, am Morgan here in Montana. And if you made it all the way, thank you. And we'll be back next week for an all-new Chompcast. Probably. See you then.